0: Welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Boris Hall, aka Brooklyn, and Adam Schubert. This week's special guest host, Juju. Well, without further ado, fellas, take it away, Lyndon. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wits, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Day in motherfucking building. This is episode 103, ladies and gentlemen, and I am, your co- I am your host, as always, joined by my co-host, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good, baby. How you feeling today, Lynn? Can't complain, man. I was going to say, I think I might start a new gang for us in the intro, because... I know neither of y'all are beard gang and I don't know what's gonna ever I don't know if either of y'all can I have mean a beard. I got a
1: beard right now.
0: Hold on, Schubert. let me introduce you before because it's always weird. <laughs> 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 so, so I so I'm thinking I'm thinking about saying hoop earring gang or like uh or got the hoop earring in like Jordan because your boy got the hoops now, bro. I'm out here. i mean, I'm Oh, a, okay. um, coming, I'm coming good out dog. here with Yeah, we out here. Coming out here with coming rock the hoops like I'm Jordan. But also joining us is our other co host as always, Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you
1: doing, bro? Now, now
0: you can come in shit.
1: see <laughs> it. I have survived the great flood of New Orleans. You hey. came in here on my canoe.
0: Yo, low key, this is this is the hurricane pod. Boy, that thing was wild. I'm looking on. Uh, see, like, uh, Lynn, this is, this is I have a great alternative for you not watching the, the news. Bro, I don't. Follow a, some meteorologists on Twitter, bro. That's oh, what I do, I got, like, shit. three different meteorologists. I got one in New York. I got one in New Orleans. And I got one that I'm living in, that I follow, that I live with here in Oklahoma. And uh, that's how I get my shit. Because I'm on Yo. Twitter. And he's posting wild videos of people swimming. Motherfuckers is... Uh, so canoeing. Shorty had on a damn mermaid, uh the, the mermaid shit that they be buying for the little kids. And she was swimming. And they said, this is a video from Chappatoulos. I'm like, yo, they' wilding out here in the street, <laughs> nigga, <man."> just, <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. And it's, and it's even crazier because somebody, when I tweeted, like, yo, why didn't Twitter let me know about the hurricane? I don't watch the fucking news. They were like, how do you run a podcast and don't watch the news? I was like, honestly, it's pretty easy to run a podcast and not watch the news. Like, literally, yeah. I get all my news. From websites and from the internet, like what? Like it's like, easy to do, like to get be- very easy to form. do that. Yeah, <laughs> like there's websites that tell you what's going on in the world, but you have no idea about the weather. Like I, I hit my mom up and I was like, "Mama, not nah, not nah, I could expect this from everybody else, but how are you not going to tell me we got a hurricane coming? Like like <laughs> what is like I live by myself. You know, I live in an area that that I don't know if it floods or not. What is up? Like, you don't care about my life no more? And she was like, nah, nigga, fuck you. You I get you old. Girl, let's start watching the fucking news. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, no, nah, man, this is the hurricane episode. For those in Louisiana who listen to this, we got a category one coming. So it's not gonna be bad. It's it's just gonna be a lot of rain. Some places might flood a little bit. So it won't to be too too bad. Just make sure you're in your house and, and, and safe. I want to shout out to Subculture Vulture because we were supposed to uh go on his podcast this week and uh but I, I couldn't make it out to New Orleans because I couldn't drive and I was I was gonna drive like real nigga shit. I was gonna drive and my girlfriend First, my mom said, No, you're not. And I was like, Mama, uh, I'm kind of 25 and I don't live with you. So you don't—you wouldn't know if I left or if I didn't. Right. So, I can just tell you I didn't left. Yeah, yeah. I was so like, No, nah, like, I'm still in the crib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, eh. And she was like, Don't worry, I'm going to call curse. And then so my girl ratted me out. My girl was like, oh no, you definitely not driving in this rain. Don't worry, Miss Lucretia. I got him. And I was like, oh, look wow. at y'all. I was like, see, I was like, mm, don't make me put my foot down and tell you go to your house. So <laughs> 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 before, before I can just leave. And then she wanna say, Oh, okay, okay, I got something for you. And I was like, nah, let me chill, let me chill. Cause happy GF, happy Lynn. So I ain't want none of them pro- I want none of them problems. But yeah, no, uh, this week. No guest this week, however, we do have a guest host because sports season is died down and bros who ball won't really be back till football season. I decided to bring on special guests, and this is gonna be a segment that we do during bros who ball is gonna be a segment we carry on throughout because I really like this guy. Uh if you follow him on Twitter at Juju Nav, he's a big personality, he always speaks his mind, very controversial. And he has way different thoughts on sports than anybody on the network. So it's going to be interesting to have him on and argue. We're presenting this segment for the first time this week. It's called Thoughts with Juju. And that's going to be right before we finish up the pod. Also, we were going to – the Schubert actually came up with – With he kind of came up with the idea. And then when he said it, it was like, oh. It was kind of a me, joke. Yeah, he said it as a joke. And then I, I took <laughs> it and I was like, yo, no, this is actually a really good idea. So, we now have an intern. Shout out to, to our intern, Reggie, young boy, a uh, uh, generation Z. He's about to go into his senior year of high school. Shout out to him. But, but look at this. We was going to do a segment call from millennial to generation Z and everything in between, where we discuss, you know, stuff going on in the world with him. How do the, how the generation Zers feel with all this clout chasing and all that stuff? We're going to talk to them about type of music they listen to just to connect the millennial generation to the Generation Z. But just like a typical Generation z he got something to do. Oh, I can't make it to today. Let me Sun come in next up. time. Yeah, like, what? like nigga, what? Yo, I, told him, I was like, look, nigga, from now on, Wednesdays at 7.30, they're for me. And if you're not here, you're fired. <laughs> 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 but nah, <laughs> straight try, like shout that. Out, <laughs> shout out to our boy, Lil' Reg. Everybody, when y'all when he come on the pod, y'all just be that's the voice you're gonna hear. It's Lil Reg, and that's what we call him. That's gonna be his name on the bros who think until he grows up and loses the Lil title. He's just Lil Reg. So be on the lookout for our intern, Lil Reg. But we got a lot to get into, man. We had some albums this week, we got some drama, and, and Brooklyn, they got some cr- stuff. I can't wait to hear what you think about this. This is crazy. <laughs> like some of this shit is crazy, but let's start off with some albums. Of course, J. Cole. Literally drops the Return of the Dreamers album the day the pod comes out. So it was like, damn, we just we just reviewed <laughs> all these albums and now you're going to drop Revenge of the Dreamers. But I'm gonna start with Brooklyn. Brooklyn, what'd you think of Revenge of the Dreamers three? I thought it was dope. I I feel like it was um it was it was a nice thing for him to uh to to help showcase the artists on Dreamville in this kind of way and actually doing like a promo for it because you know in the past he hasn't really done the traditional rollout for. Almost any of their stuff. No, I mean. they've yeah, they, like you know they they may if they have a rollout, it's a small rollout, or it's something that they they drop the album and they go on on a world tour, you know, in Europe or some shit like that, and. You know, there's a little buzz around they stuff, but nothing really crazy. So I like this, you know what I'm saying, especially what he did for Earth Gang. It really, like, it's like a a stepping stone for their, a push for their album. So I really did fuck with this shit just because of that. Yeah, no, it was, look, I'll say this, and this was was interesting. Like, every time I was listening to a song, I was like, I either got to go to Genius or look at the thing to see, because I don't know who some of these people are. And, like, to me, I thought it was a dope album. It definitely harkened back to older hip-hop. It gave me a 90s, early 2000s vibe of, like, posse cuts. Dope. But I will say this. In terms of Dreamville themselves, J. Cole is obviously... He's the label head. He's the face. His voice stood out the most. And then after him, I'd say it was J.I.D. and Boz. And after that, I really didn't care about any of the other Dreamville artists. Like, if you act like... Ari Lennox, yes, cared about her. She had a dope song with Ty Dolla Sign and some other things she sang in there. But other than... Our Ari Linux, Boz, and, and JID, everybody else kind of fell under the radar. Like I know Omen and Kaz are dope rappers, but like they just didn't stand out to me. Like if after J Cole, JID, Boz, and Ari Linux, the names that stood out, the people who stood out the most to me were Buddy and, and Guap Dad Four Thousand. Yeah. Like I was, I was just like well, Omen and Reason had that dope song where they wanted to rob. Top oh yeah, the, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I fucked with that. That was that was a dope concept that they did. That was, like, the best song from Omen, but other than that, I didn't really, like, fuck what with Omen in, uh, um, Kaz and Kaz and the rest of Dreamville was doing. It was really just J.I.D. And, and J. Cole and Ari Lennox from Dreamville that I thought stood out the most. Yeah, for me, I mean, like, even going back to when uh, he did Revenge of the Dreamers 1, when I, um, he got the, I got the album when I went to his, uh, his Born Sinners concert. And when I listened to yeah. it, the only person that stood out, because he was the only one of them on, on the label at the time, was Boss. Like, I knew Omen, I knew Kaz was, but, like, for me, they, their voices don't really stand out for me. So no, for Boss, me like, his delivery and, you know, everything he talks about, it, it, I fucked with it. And then, you know, J.I.D. came on after that, obviously, and then I fucked with that. And Ari Lennox, like you said, she had a dope album. She had a dope song with Ty Dolla $ign. And, I mean, other than really that, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, everybody was making <laughs> Seem like this was oh they they did this camp they did they lock in like I, yeah may, I feel like there's a lot like, of songs that maybe people are saving for their albums yeah and that's what I think there's a lot of dudes that was there that you know aren't I there mean, yeah <laughs> yeah man it's like I I, I listen this album like I'm not gonna say it was a it, it by no stretch of the means was it a bad album but I just feel maybe expectations were set really high. And, and I think that's maybe why he doesn't do the 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 roll, roll out shit because I feel yeah. like this is why. No, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like if, if I had to rate it out of ten, it would be an eight. But yeah. I expected you know like a nine or like a or like a I don't know. I just expected more. J Cole killed every verse he was on. But I, to me, if you ask me who was the best rapper on this whole project, I'm saying JID fam. I love yeah. JID on on this. Like JID killed it. Yeah, no, he bodied this shit, bro, for real. Like, it was uh, it, it's definitely, that's why I said I like the, you know, the fact that it's, it, it helped showcase the other artists on Dreamville, but, like, some of them really didn't help their cause. No, they didn't. And, like, it was more so the features and the young guys who came on, like, Buddy, Guap Dad 4000. Like, those dudes really stood out. Like, what are some of your favorite songs on the joint? Uh, I like that. I mean, I don't, yeah. No, I'm lying. I do like that shit. But the, uh, the one with uh, the other dude, Young Nudie, I've heard a lot of people, people, they've been yeah, they've been talking about that a lot. So I guess he's one of the, you know, the other artists that jumped on this as a feature that's making a little buzz for himself as well. But uh, as far as the ones that I liked, it uh, let me see. I liked Wells Fargo, because he killed that shit. That Um, shit was
1: hard. That it, the that, Lambo shit
0: with Reason and Cause I did fuck with that just because of the concept of it for sure. Wells Fargo, that's the one where they, they talking about robbing the rare far. Yeah, yeah. Man, okay, okay, okay. Cause there's another one that I fuck with just as heavy that I'm I'm gonna mention the line from it that J I D says. But no, I'm with you. Wells Fargo and uh you said the the one with where they're trying to rob top and yeah. oh yeah, I'm with you. What else? What else you got? Uh I mean the other ones that I liked there was the ones that came out before it, so don't count. Okay, for sure. <laughs> for me, I'm I'm digging Wells Fargo. I'm digging uh the one with omen and reason, uh Lambo truck. Uh or no, it's cause and reason, not omen and reason. reason. Lambo truck. I really liked uh O Swerve with uh Macho Cream and Keith. Thanks. I thought that was dope to bring them d- dudes on. I really fucked with uh Ladies 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 with JID and TI. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That was, yeah. was, like, yeah. Like, that was one that. of the songs that I was like, "See, this is what I was expecting from the camp." You feel me? Like mm-hmm. that 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 was what like what are the what are the other songs like that? Like that's yeah. what I was thinking. Where you get these people you wouldn't necessarily see in right. a song so often. I just thought it worked well. Like JID's giving his take on like 2019 dating and 2018 dating and just some of the things he experienced as a young boy. And then Ti like, hold on, young fella, like I had bitches robbing for me. You know? Like, whoa. Right. Oh. I was like, okay, <laughs> Trouble Man. Talk your shit. Talk your talk. Exactly. I also liked uh, 1993. That's the one where it was like they were talking about where they were like chief in a joint, and then Buddy comes on and he was like, nah, J. Cole, your ass. No, you don't smoke. You just got these dreads. Get off the track, nigga. Stop yeah, rapping. Yeah. That, <laughs> that shit was hard. That shit was hella hard. Also loved Costa Rica. Th- to me, that's why I was like, okay, this, like, I fucked with Guap Dad before this because he had a couple songs, but I was like, yo, Guap Dad is not just a, like, this internet troll, this I- Instagram video. He's actually an artist, and, like, he, re- to me, out of everybody who's, uh, I guess, a young boy, he really stepped up and got me as a fan from this project. So good for uh, Guap Dad. But other than that, I like the Rembrandt joint with J. Cole, Vince Staples, and J.I.D., uh, of course, I, like, got me with Ty dollar Sign, Ari Lennox, and Dreezy and Omen. And then uh, I think they finished it off, like you said, with Shmino, Saba, and Irv Gang real well with Sacrifices. Yeah. So, dope project. It's just I expected a little more. Nothing none to life. Shuber, did you get a chance to listen to this? No. No, you missed it? Okay, yeah, I figured. I figured. Two, two, this, this, is a, this is a Brooklyn Lynn Lin joint right here. Man. Heavy <laughs> hip-hop, heavy, heavy rapping. So, dope, dope for Revenge of the Dreamers and all the Cole fans out there. But... I'm more ready for J. Cole album because I think that, that's where all the shit gonna be at. Yeah, I feel and, like that too. And I feel like Boss, I, I fuck with Boss a lot too. So yeah, for that too. new album. Same, same. But like to me before JID, Boss was my favorite one off of Dreamville. Facts. So let's let all right now let's jump to Jaden Smith's album. I wanted to ask this question. Do we feel that Jaden Smith has become an, a music star or and slash entertainer in his own right? Or do we feel that Jaden's success is still based upon his father and his mother? Yes. Ooh. Wait, which one of y'all said yeah? Both of y'all saying yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. What y'all think of the album? Shoot, did you listen to this
1: one? Yeah, I listened to it a little bit. I mean, it's all right. I kind of like Jaden as a musician. I have no issue with, like, his music. There's no particular song that really, like, struck me. Mm. But I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not really... Listening hard, that hard to the music, either. So that's because he, he doesn't have that much
0: word, like you know, like yeah, it's weird. It's weird how Jaden raps. Brooklyn, what you thought? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with be on that one about the uh, it, it doesn't really stand out to me. And honestly, a lot of the beats sound like there's something that somebody made for Travis Scott that he said no to. Mm. Mm, see, that was something that I was gonna get on here and say, I really like Jaden, but I don't know if I like Jaden because he sounds like Travis Scott. And that's something to me that I'm like, mm. but I do, I will say this, the way he starts off all these albums with blue in the last one and then pink with this one where you get four songs that kind of flow into each other. I thought that was dope. Yeah, I think, I think that, that is a dope concept that he does that
1: though. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, thought, I thought
0: that was dope. I, the song with him and Lido K, I thought was great. I like the one with Travis, I mean, not Travis, I, Tyler, Creator, Noise. I yeah, liked, yeah I liked
1: that's probably King. the one that pops the most for me.
0: Like pain was my shit. I liked blackout, and then I liked Chateau and On My Own with Kid Cudi. I think from again to like uh, blackout, I think that that's like the from eight to eleven. I feel like that section of the album really dragged, and I feel like yeah. that kind of kind of brought the album down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know there was a lot of. I only got a minute into that song, and I was like, I'm gonna come back to this one. I'm gonna come back. Yeah, that's why. Like a lot of it was was like. I, if i'm gonna be honest sire was a lot better than this last project like yeah. i really like sire more than this one i didn't like the sunset tapes more than this one i just expected a little more from Jaden because i became a fan of Jaden smith
1: yeah so i don't um, know I, but 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 the question that you posed at the beginning was whether he's gonna make it as like a muse a music uh you know an act, pretty much like a music yeah, is he is, is he he his own be star an artist or is he going to be the son of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and i just don't think that anything that he's putting out right now is really going to put him at the top of the charts you know what i'm saying like may- maybe his maybe his songs are going to like be up there for a while and sell but i think that has to do mainly with the name
2: than Ooh. it does
1: with the music like i the, i don't know what the, his longevity would be
0: well, I say this, Icon was a big smash horn, but then Will got on the remix, so it kind of before Will got on the remix, it was smashing, but then when Will got on it, it gets bigger. So that was the argument I was going to bring. And then this one, I know he has a blackout was on the NBA playoffs, so I mean he gets a lot of look. But is it is it due to the fact that he's Will and Jada's son? That's yeah, my is. question. Yeah, well, I it is, think man. I
1: think a lot of that has to do with the beats.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. So y'all, y'all got problems with his beat selection as well. No, I'm
1: not saying that the beat selection is bad. I'm saying that the oh, beat selection is good, which is why wow, like okay. they're going to pick them for some of those bigger things. And Icon was just the perfect song for, what's, what do you call it, Uh, Creed Two.
0: Yeah, it really was. Yeah. And it, wor- it worked really well. And it, it sucks, man, because that's something we see with these famous families. How do their sons and, and how do their children respond past their parents? And I'll say this. Jaden's doing it a lot better than a lot of the others because Brooklyn know by King Combs up there in New York. With yeah, Puffy. bro, that nigga is corny. You can quote <laughs> me on this. King Combs. You are corny, bro. The only thing, like the the only thing you set yourself up for is if they cast a uh, uh if they want to do a biopic <laughs> yeah. of your dad, they're gonna choose you, bro.
1: Do Just you something like, uh, for you. Like yeah. you know, with ice cube.
0: Yeah, he, bro, like but, but hey, O'S- I'm not gonna let you do that to O'Shea. Oce talented, fam.
1: He is this but nigga. where he been at? What what uh,
0: acting? He O'Shea's was in Godzilla. Added, like, yeah. Yeah, he, oh yeah, he was, he was. He yeah, was. he was in Godzilla and he had a pretty dope indie movie with all the So I'm not gonna hit I'm not gonna let y'all shit on O'Shea. I will say this, I will say this. If Willow would have capitalized on that first song she came out with when she was a kid, she would have outlived it. Mm, yes, she might have, she, she, she would have been the one to do it. I don't But think see Willow right to, now I don't Willow's think trying to be it. artistic like yeah. Willow's going down that uh, Solange route so she still yeah, can make yeah. it but with Jaden I'll give him this he is doing a lot of things outside of music that's really dope like the water thing you yeah. guys where, where all the benefits are going to Flint he just made a new food restaurant food but I key he think he's doing that with his pops though the water thing mm. so oh, he, yeah I think his dad is a part of that, that. yeah and so what, that the, it don't count. It don't count, bro. But look, I'm not, gonna say, look I'm not going to say I'm not going to outlive on I'm, it. He can't outlive Will, bro. I I just don't think that because he's the son, I don't think Jaden has the juice to do it as the son. Mm-hmm, I think okay. Willow could do it, but I don't think Jaden can do it because like it's kind of like like uh is is it Zo- Zoe Kravitz? Oh, she definitely ki- See, she, That's am saying. killing it. She could she did it, you know what I'm saying? Like people yeah. like some people don't even really know that she she's a you know the star of she's a the uh, um, the child of a star, like this. People just let you see the daughter of Lily yeah. Kravitz, and that's it. Like a lot of people don't know. A, a lot of people. This it's, it's hard being the son of Will Smith. It's yeah. hard being the son of Denzel Washington. I think but, that's always, why his son waited but, so long to, you know, to reveal to his out. name to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yep. I, I, I respected it. You know what I'm saying? It made sense because he was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna make sure that when I do it, it's because of my talent and not because of my father's name. And see, Denzel's son, I think, did it the right way because yeah. he didn't he never said he was Denzel's son. Like nobody knew that. And he wanted once he became a big actor. That's when it came out. Right. That he was Denzel's son. You might have a point there because I think even Will even- and Denzel, come on, bro. Yeah, because even though Jaden doing that food truck thing where he passing out free food to the homeless, like it's straight up free food for homeless people. Everybody else got to pay. I think Will's involved in that. And I can't be mad at Will for trying to help his son get out there. Especially when they're doing things like that, you know what I'm saying? You you know, y'all sending fresh water to Flint, y'all giving out food to the homeless. I can't be mad at neither one of those things. But his father is involved and it still puts a bigger shadow on you, if anything. No, I I think y'all might be right. And there's some that can outlive it and there's some that aren't. And I don't know if Jaden will ever outlive it. But keep doing your thing, young fella, because you are killing it. Next up... I want to talk about this. This is a little sad, man. They got our dude, uh, ASAP Rocky, in jail. Oh A$AP yeah, free ASAP, bro. In Sweden, they got him in in bad conditions. They say it's uh, toilet water. Or something. they said he was. It was all kind of crazy shit. They say ASAP Rocky doing. It. Yeah, it sounds uh, like he's stepping in shit every day. That's what it sounds. Yeah, like. they said it's, it's very inhumane, and I and and I want to say free ASAP, but the, the thing isn't for uh the reason why I, I put this on wasn't for ASAP. I think people are being really hypocritical right now and all these people who claim pro-blackness and, and supporting your fellow black man, Crystal from the Reed podcast, a big, a famous podcast that's uh, with Charlemagne and, and on Loudspeakers Network, she came out and was like, I thought of this when ASAP Rocky's situation was in Sweden and she was like, because of his words, yeah, I'm not signing no petition and I'm not helping him. And it was basically about, he said when people were asking him about political issues, he was like, "They're not forcing me to do shit. I'm just uh, here to stay black and die. Why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens, because I'm black, I got to stand up. Why the fuck am I Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I didn't sign up to be no political activist and so on and so on. But my thing is this. He said this so long ago, and we always talk about how we why these rappers looked at as our like political figures. Just because some man's in a shitty situation, you're not gonna you're not gonna try to help him because he said that like." That that just feels so ill taste of her. And I just and I never really did like the read in the first place, but I just thought that was dumb. And she was beefing with Joe Budden. They had a big beef going on. And I just want to know what you thought about her statements, Brooklyn, and just in terms of how should we feel about ASAP Rocky, does those statements he made change the fact that we should try to help him. And I, I honestly I don't think that's the case. Like I really feel if he's in a shitty situation that like he didn't set himself up to be, because them people in Sweden were following him and he asked them to stop. 17 times it's they fault they got they ass whooped I- i'm not with that like i'm here to support asap i think that lady is being one of those uh trying to be the wokest she's trying to yeah. and compete she's trying to compete to be the wokest person that shit is corny bro she can keep that shit i mean i know how it is in europe bro that shit is crazy the the smallest crimes that an american makes they
1: trying to keep you there forever, guess, well, forever. And, and and the personal space in Europe is different. Like they'll get up in your grill, like because they're friendly and you know, right. and like they're they're trying to be, they're, they're trying to meet ASAP Rocky and they want to like you know get close to him and stuff.
0: Oh, like. and see, no, that was honestly, but see, I normally I'd agree with you. Go watch that video because it's different. The dude, like ASAP, yes, harassment. Yeah, he tried to like just do what you said and give him an autograph, meet him, and do that with his fans. But after he he was like, all right, I'm leaving. The dude kept following him, kept following him, started pushing on his security guard. The security guard, like, he threw, the dude threw his headphones at the security guard's head. The security guard could have beat him up at that point. He kept following him. They They got a person who can speak Swedish to tell him stop following him. And it was just a lot. And that dude started fighting him, and he got his ass whooped.
1: Yeah, dude, sure got his ass whooped.
0: Yeah, don't, don't do none of that. But free ASAP, man, we're here to support ASAP and just crystal from the reed just bad taste man trying to be woke and like i'm sick of that like i'm sick of it like she's trying to be the wokest she's sleep that's why why do we think nothing gets done we focus our energy and intention on the dumbest shit instead of actually helping people like you want to be woke about this why not try to help asap and and get him out to into where maybe if he learns like oh i need to try to help uh People that get in shitty situations like this. This might change this man's life. We don't know what it would do. But he don't need to sit in jail for something he didn't do. Just because he said, I'm not trying to be a political activist. Do y'all remember when Lil Wayne was when everybody was talking about politics and everybody was like, oh no, we don't need rappers talking about politics? Pick which one you want it to be and stop being a hypocrite. Jesus, that that had me hot, man. Like it had me so hot. Like no, that's you- a fact, bro, because that's corny as shit, bro. Like, I don't, I really don't understand. Like, at one point. Point, yeah, I don't want them to talk about it. Then, at a, then when you ask for their opinion, you are mad about their opinion. Like, which one do you want? Like, what, what the fuck do y'all want from them? I'm confused because yeah, they can't give you both, baby. No, they can't, and that's the thing, man. It's like you, you just and you just said all that. You know, you have a big following. You know, you have a TV. You're about to get a TV show. Why not try to help this man? But you saying this so you can get your views up. That's all. That's right. all it is. Because nobody's talking Doing about it for the, the Reed. fucking views. Nobody's talking about the read podcast anymore. And you are just trying to clout chase and get out there. So and speaking of clout chasers, man, oh, shit. why the Harajuka Barbie clowning, bro? Like, I, I part of this I agree with her, but part of this I'm like, Nikki, come on, man. Like this like you're better than this. So you, you she deleted it off of IG. But you know me, I got the screenshot before it was. Got to have the receipts, baby. So this is what Nicki said. 12 years ago, I dropped my first mixtape, wrote every single word on every single song, shot to Cardi B. I was so proud of that. Eventually, the barbs were all wearing pink hair, Chinese bangs. Uh, Barbie chains, colorful wigs, came all the way back in style. Everyone became Barbies and dolls. I always shouted out my influences in my interviews. Nowadays, it's become cool to pretend you weren't influenced by other artists. Shout out to the ones big enough to do it. Cash doll, Asian doll, Cuban doll, Sweetie, Meg. I'm, I'm assuming that's Meg the Stallion. Malibu, Young Ma, Mrs. Banks, Lady Shashur, ETC. No female rapper other than Trina did a song with me or congratulations me on my billboard accomplishments. I didn't mind. I never felt they were obligated to do so. Just like Beyonce isn't obligated to congratulate or collaborate with Normami nor or, 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 or Name or ETC. I never had uh, a crusade by radio stations, influencers to blogs to make my song number one when Anaconda was number two on the Hot 100. I never had a group of men in the studio writing my songs for me, so it took a while between albums. Please stop these write-ups about what I didn't do. Y'all are really sick, and I'm going to call you out one by one on Queen Radio. Most of y'all doing these write-ups have never fought for anything in your life. You just sit on the sidelines and watch others do it. To my fans, I love, cherish you, and adore you. Thank you, and God bless you. Now, some of that stuff, she's right. Charlamagne pushed Cardi B all the way to the Hot 100. Joe Budden did the same. They didn't really help Nicki. But at the same time, it's like, when you say things like, I didn't, uh, Trina is the only one who congratulated me on my billboard accomplishments. I didn't mind that no one else did. I never felt they were obligated to do so. The fact you posted this means you are upset and you, right. you do mind. Like, she so is like, upset as fuck. That's exactly what this means. <laughs> and it's like, I, I get it. I get that you are now not, you You were the person who spurred this woman's rapping movement without you women's rap wouldn't be where it is today i'll give you all the credit for that you are the i guess whereas little kim is the michael jordan you're the kobe bryant that takes it into the new era but you you sound salty nikki like go in the studio and make new songs like i get i get cardi doesn't write her music i get people should care about that i get all that but like if you would make good songs, you wouldn't have to worry about this. Instead of worrying about them and, and focusing on other people, focus
1: on your music. What brought this up?
0: Nothing. She just she was she, just saying her feelings. Yeah, she's just saying her feelings <laughs> randomly, talking about it. Like that was some just some random. Does she shit.
1: not think she's still the best?
0: I, 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 she does think she's the best, but clearly she don't got think some she, she got some insecurities about it. I and people well. people don't think she's the best. But I will say this. Look, Nikki, you don't have nothing to worry about because Cardi B falling off. Her music not hitting the scene. And it's just like Nikki said. She got the next album taking so long because, you know, they got a bunch of niggas in the, the thing trying to collaborate. And it's hard when you got 17 people trying to, you know, write a song. It's a yeah. lot of fucking thoughts. And I, I know she's feeling that pressure from Meg The Stallion because Meg is killing it right Hot now. Hot girl shit. Hot, hun. we're going to get to hot girl shit because these hot girls out here losing. But, no, I thought <laughs> the city girls is out here losing. Oh, yeah, you know what? Hot girls and city girls, they both losing. They all taking L's <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, B, is, is this something we should look more into or is this Nikki and her feelings? It's Nikki and her feelings, bro. I know how it is. You know what I'm saying? You realize that, you, you're, uh, I know, and I know artists do this, nobody's searching your name as much. You know, your music's not streaming the way it used to. People not mentioning you as much on, on the internet or in podcasts or in, in the media in general. And it's starting to get to, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this, is this the end for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like what's the next move for me? Am I gonna be on love and hip hop in five years? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a hard thing to deal with when when egos start to get, you know, yep. And I think shortened. this I think this should teach us one thing. I, I can't speak on how Nicki Minaj treated Joe Budden, how Nicki Minaj treated Charlotte. LaMaine, Haniki Minaj treated all these other radio and blog influencers and whatnot. But what I can say is, obviously, they must not have a good enough relationship to where they want to fight for. Because look, I'll say this, even with the pod, artists that you interact with a certain way, and if they act a certain way, you feel more inclined to help them because you like them as a person. Right. Like, for example, if someone's music isn't, if it's good, but like, they're a nice person and they're an even cooler person and they and they try to do the right thing. I'm more inclined to help them if someone has a super fire song but their attitude is the worst attitude on the planet. Makes sense? I mean, I and can't I, uh, who can blame me for that? And I think that's kind of where Nikki has found herself in. And I can't speak to that cuz I don't know how she treats people, but it just kind of gives me that vibe because Cardi when she was coming up, she was always wholesome and trying to be nice and, and helping people. You know what I mean? That's just the vibe I got from Cardi. And Nikki right. might have been a little more arrogant. Not to say that she was, because I, like I said, I don't know her, but it just shows when you treat people the right way, it, it gets you more. My mom always said you can attract flies to honey more than you can to shit. So <laughs> it's not what you say, it's how you say things, and maybe Nikki has been saying things the wrong way. But hopefully she can learn and grow, because I don't want to see anybody you know fail anything. I'm not wishing downfall on anybody It's just she needs to gr- learn to to maybe treat people a little kinder yeah I think that's really what it is I think uh, she has a lot of like I don't know if it's just you know she's off puttish or she's just got some bad relationships with these dudes but it seems like her relationship with these influencers and these you know the, the guys that, that really can make a difference with their voice you know they don't got a good relationship it sounds like it sucks honestly yeah, it, it sounds really like does. Charlamagne don't fuck with her. It sounds like and Joe it, Budden don't fuck with her. And you can see it because it's like they when they talk about it, you can tell by their voices. Like they're right. not pushing. They're not pushing her music. They're not trying to help. Like and she has a point. When Anaconda was two, nobody was like, "Oh yeah, let's get Nicki to one." But when Cardi B is at five, oh, they, oh boy, that um, shit was like um it was like a presidential campaign to get Cardi to one. <laughs> stream Bodok Yellow. Stream it, stream it, stream it every day. Like that's that's what niggas was doing. So I part of this post I feel for and sympathize. Part of this post I'm like, you 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 kinda of putting this on yourself. So I don't know, Nikki. I just I just wanna see you do well because you're from Young Money and I support all Young Money acts. Even Even light-skinned Tiger, who should not be calling himself the light-skinned Lil Wayne. He is clown. Yeah, he is corny for (laughs) that, bro. I was never even gonna mention that, dog. I seen it when his album came out and I saw that, and I was like... You saw the video? What? I was like, excuse me? This man is on drugs. Wait, did you see the video? where he? I did not see the video. Hell no. He dressed up? No. No, he dressed up as him. No, bro, he took a Milli, he took lollipop, he took fireman, he took all the famous Lil Wayne videos, and he dressed up as Lil Wayne in each uh like in each segment of the video. Yo, <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know what? I didn't think I would ever say this, but I'm gonna have to go check out this you know, this of music video. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I would ever say that in my entire life of living, but I'm gonna have to fuck around and check that out. No, because you called him corny. And I was like, wait till Br- I, Brooklyn hadn't seen this. Because if you no, think I that's not. corny, this is even more corny. I just seen the song. And I was like, I'm not even going to click play. Because, like, you're not about to bait me into this. Like, I looked at it <laughs> on the album track list because I was curious. Because I know, for, for me personally, there's a lot of dudes that I just downloaded music because I know they're going to be club bangers or whatever. So, Tiger's one of those shits. I'm like, let me see which one of these songs sound like Taste. Because I know this nigga corn cornball. all his songs <laughs> going to sound the same on the album.
1: So, you know, <laughs> there was
0: like three or four, and I downloaded them. And I seen the light-skinned Lil Wayne song, and I was like, I'm not a cookie player. I don't even care if this is a club maker. I'm not downloading this. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. but now that he dressed up, now nah, I got to go watch the video on Oh, right yeah, here. no, he dressed up as Lil Wayne. That shit was hilarious. Oh, man, but speaking on, we talked about Meg, hot girl Meg. Yeah. Bruh. It's a hot boy summer versus the hot girl summer. Hot boys are winning right now. Hey. Yeah, look, it's, they they're looking pretty. It's looking like the Warriors when they won their first chip. Like it's looking <laughs> bad out here for them girls, man. Yo, know and, n- and niggas are really on Twitter posting like what they doing to these yeah. Like yo, that's. <laughs> Like straight unfiltered, the raw, the raw, fucked up shit. They just posted it on Twitter. Like, that's another one for the city boys. I'm like, yo, <laughs> yeah. y'all really wildin'. <laughs> like, niggas are taking this seriously. Like, I saw somebody say he posted his text and it was like at three in the morning and this girl was like, hey, come over, come over. And he really sent her oh, sorry, can't come over now. I got a bitch in my house and she about to leave. I'm about to go to sleep. Just got my nut off. And somebody said, oh, City Boy's up six. <laughs> yeah, like they wallin', bro. They wallin. It started with like the pizza shit. Like it was, the girl would say she was hungry and he'd be like, right, I'm about to order you pizza. And then he wouldn't even pay for it. So we, when the delivery man pull up, he waiting for the cash. Like, <laughs> where the money at? <laughs> Fucking foul bro like that, that's when it started it was like all right city boys won and i'm like what and then all of a sudden I just starts it was like that set off like a chain reaction of all, bro. The, all the dudes is like oh well, y'all want to see us winning <laughs> <laughs> bet yeah big bet and then i then you see some niggas do some dumb shit like i saw him say oh my girl pumping my gas oh city boys up and then niggas was like, nah, nah, dog, that ain't it. Not even if, if city boys are trying to win right now. Pump your gas, you bum bitch. And I was like, oh, oh damn, they're getting at him for not pumping his gas. Yeah, that's an L for him. That's definitely an L for him, bro. That is <laughs> yeah. that is type that's that's a bad look.
1: You're right. Yeah, I, that's a bad I look. Made, I can't I, I can't agree with that pump, one.
0: Yeah, no, I'm always pumping gas. I never made the girl pump the gas, but city boys out here. I saw some girls post. Uh, damn, all I'm trying to do, I thought I was, it was going to be a hot girl summer, but I, after many failed attempts of trying to play men, I'm just in my house eating Haagen-Dazs ice cream, crying, sitting with the blanket around me. <laughs> nah, bro, I've been crying because, like, Meg, I guess she was, like, you know, she's torn now or whatever, so, you know, she was trying to do, like, a healthy alternative, and yes, I follow Meg on every fucking social Oh, yeah, media. same, me too. She, she stopped She stopped drinking for a little bit. And then she saw on Twitter that, you know, that that the City Boys is up. So she said, all right, I'm about to have to get back on the boat because these (laughs) bitches losing right now. (laughs) Meg Thee Stallion is a great coach, but her players aren't doing well. The funny thing, I I told my girlfriend, like every day me and my girlfriend always make jokes because we always on the Internet and just laughing and stuff. And I was like, hey. Curse, like look, the city boys are killing right now. Hot boys are oh, up. Uh, they don't want don't hot boys. Don't get it twisted. And look, I hit her, I was like, hmm, they lucky hot boy Lynn not in the streets. And she was like, oh, you want hot boy Lynn in the streets? Wait till I girl <laughs> curse come to the street, break your fucking heart. I was like, ah <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that, cause I'm gonna be I'm gonna sit here crying on the pod. <laughs> be at the strip club again. Nobody wants <laughs> strip club Lynn. No. Hot boy Lynn can stay where he at. We don't need him out no more. Oh <laughs> That, that should have me laughing, bro. Schubert, you're you're one of the hot boys in the summer. You in Brooklyn, y'all city boys. Y'all got city boy activity going on? Nah, bro. Oh, I, I, got oh, yeah. I, I got nothing. I <laughs> know Schubert do. I got nothing. Schubert said, yeah, he got hot boys. Schubert, what city boy actions you doing? You, you you out here playing these thotties?
1: Yeah, man. I don't know if we ever talked about that time where I... On the well, at least on the podcast where I like interviewed those Cosmo people, and I told them about my hot boy lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait! wait, Out here.
0: Wait, what is your hot boy lifestyle?
1: (laughs) I was I was telling them how like it's it's out here in the streets, like it's every week something new.
0: Oh,
1: shit. like i feel i feel like drake and from drake and josh dude you know how he was like constantly <laughs> with chicks that's yeah. just how it feels like city is, boys is, is, is anything is anything sticking no yeah <laughs> that's what i'm talking about but, go ahead, talk your shit, you that's but up. i but city i but boys i'm boys out here in these streets trying
0: that's what I'm talking about. Hot boys. Hot, hot city boys are up 10. City boy Shooby is out in these streets knocking them down and nothing sticking. That's what you hot girls get out here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when I was younger and I'm watching some of the sitcoms of the day, like, you know, How Much Your Mother's Example, and like Ted Mosby would go through seasons of like dating like eight girls of, like a, every few episodes. I'm like, how does he go through like that many, like, girls and now i'm like oh okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah!
1: okay he said i have figured it out i've got the formula <laughs> you bitches well, out here It's losing. not it's not even that it's a formula <laughs> it's just like it's just a system of way of way this goes now especially in the summertime i think like everyone's in their in their bag right now just trying to like <laughs> trying to get it, get in. out there, get out yeah. there. And it's it's the summertime, so you trying to know. get in
0: and get out. I feel like uh, it's a surgery, you, baby. I'm about to throw it good. up and be gone, <laughs> Brooklyn. You looking, you looking bad in these trees, bro. You oh yeah, it right
1: oh yeah, I'm losing
0: big time. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't really trying. You feel <laughs> oh, me? Like cool. I've been, I've been going to the bar and like I'll go talk to the DJ and some shit like that. Yeah, and i to be like... sitting there, I'll be sitting there up there on stage. Somebody, Mama was trying to take me back to her hotel room, but oh. Oh, oh. yo! Wait, I hey, wasn't about hey, it. Hey, look, whatever girl out there, y'all better call y'all mama. Don't let my nigga fuck hey! hey the idiot. worst part, the <laughs> worst part, dog. The reason why I was like so hesitant about it was because she was at the club with her boyfriend and her oh, mama. They had oh, just moved to town, and I guess they wanted to go out for drinks. Oh, oh god! Yo, and please! Like, what is going? She's telling me like, yeah, we about to go back to the casino and this and that, and I'm like. Why is she telling me the rest of her? Oh, oh shit. I'm like she's deal. really out here in these streets Wait, trying to know, get see, some. See, you should have been a real city boy. Got that number, went to the casino and made her pay for some of your shit. Uh, <laughs> see, that's what my coworkers <laughs> were telling me when I got to work the next day. They was like, "Bro, you wildin', bro? <laughs> you could have been, been you She could have been. At the table, bro. Yeah. They said you could have been at the table, bro. you could have been at the table, spending <laughs> her money. <laughs> I'm not- like, damn, there's like 21, flat, it was like blackjack, all that, like on her tab. Yeah, <laughs> and then zip in the morning. I'm like, damn, y'all was really on your hot boy shit. And I was not yeah. thinking. <laughs> yo, y'all better not let me find out Brooklyn fucking one of y'all mamas on these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to be big man. i tell you that. <laughs> yo, that's hilarious. But Next up, we got. Oh man, the oh, all you cloud chasers, y'all are going to jail. Y'all are going. Oh yeah, to jail. Ice cream girl is facing two to twenty years. The fuck. Whoa. No, 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 no. Facing two, it's a federal crime because they're tampering. Uh, the feds came came out and said y'all are fucking with um. I forget the word. It's like public health, stuff. pretty much. Yeah, pu- public consumption. That's what it was. Yeah. It's not public health. Yeah, so they it's a federal crime. And everybody who's doing it facing two to twenty years. They just caught someone in Louisiana, some black dude. He that nigga know he was too old to be doing that. Like he was really bro, calling for Facebook. All the people they've caught so far are old, old people, bro. They caught the a lady in Florida. She was like almost forty-five. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? That nigga in in Louisiana was forty-five, easy. Like went to jail, bonded. Like all these people, two to twenty. That person who did the listerine, not only is um. The government them, you know, but Listerine is suing that, that dude, too, because they're a private company, and they said they suing straight up. Like, so, oh, yeah, bro, like, oh, man. They two to, <laughs> two, two to 20 years, 20 years for licking some ice cream. If she was a real clout chaser and a real Internet person, she should have known to lick the ice cream, put it back, and then turn the camera off and then go buy that ice cream, and you wouldn't have had no problems. Yeah. You know, bro, that's what real Internet clout chasers do. I think the,
1: the worst Internet clout class- Chasers are like the ones that try and set up like a real act, like something that something real, like maybe like an incident or something. But you mm. know, it's like these, like these insta famous actors happen there, you know. Well,
0: uh, look, you, I'm glad you said that because that brought up a great video that's been going around right now. And Brooklyn should know this dude because he's from the New Jersey, New York area, Mike oh, ruger shit. Oh, you saw yeah. that video that Mike oh, Ruga yeah. posted where he was in Miami where a girl, so say, had the tattoo. Uh, where he said he had a tattoo of his girl, but he found a girl in the room with some other dude. And then the the, the hot thing of the uh, the hot quote of the video was the girl was like, "Come inside." He not going nowhere, and you know you, you not going nowhere. So why don't we both come inside and talk about this? And then it pans to the manager's face, and he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then the video ends. Like I was thinking to myself, "Damn, if this like everybody was talking about it, Shannon Sharp, everybody." But then I was like, "Wait, that's Mike Ruger. This is yeah. fake." That's like, the same dude that went on Hot 97 and was just like, if 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 I die, my nigga's yeah, dying yeah. with me. Yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 he's corny. He's corny, bro. As soon as I seen <laughs> his face, I didn't watch the rest of the video. Because I was listening in about, I heard about it from a couple of people, and then I went to go watch the video, somebody sent me the link, and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I know exactly what this says. This was a setup. Oh, no, big setup. But then I was thinking to myself, I was like, yo, if I caught my girl in a hotel room with somebody else, and I got that tattooed on me, her name, Oh, it wouldn't have been no just we talking outside that nigga. And then the thing was, the other nigga is standing on the side with the, with his towel around his pants. I was whooping that nigga's ass right. That's what I'm that. saying, bro. Easily, like we, we was hooking on camera. Who is right. filming this? Turn that camera off. And me and you about to whoop this nigga. Ass. We jumping this nigga. This nigga getting his ass whooped. Fuck yeah, that. that shit was definitely set up, bro. I was like, <laughs> that nigga is a cornball. I already know how he get down. And, but to all you clout chasers out there, y'all better be careful because y'all going to jail. And now they got in in some state they had police officers guarding the ice cream. God, like, is that what we've come down to? To where you about to get shot, fucking around with some ice cream? Look, like, Bluebell just need to, you know, they need to reconsider putting a a, a, a plastic, plastic on it. cover on the shit. Because I was talking about it at work because they was confused. They was like, but why have bluebell? And I was like, have you not realized that when you take the bluebell home, there's no, you know, there's no case. Yeah. There's no seal, bro. And he was like, oh, these motherfuckers is nasty. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm going to have to go on, a, uh, you know, a little bit of a ice cream band for a while. Because uh, until only these people oh, yeah. realize that this is serious. I ain't buying no ice cream. Bro, last thing I bought was Bluebell uh a ho- uh, homemade original vanilla with the strawberries in it. Me and my girl have not bought ice cream, like that that little tub of ice cream is still in the freezer and I and we're making sure we're not eating it to make sure it lasts. Cause I'm not trying to buy no ice cream right now when niggas doing this. And yeah, then especially they wilding, bro since I, I thought Louisiana we was gonna skate when nothing happened. Then when I saw that man do that in Louisiana, I was like, oh God. So now it's here. Now everybody's doing it. And I was just like, oh. You're so old. Why are these old fucks doing it for Facebook? Like, you just want your 50 Facebook friends to see that? I know that (laughs) nigga not popping on Twitter. Bro, I know that old man is not popping on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I don't think he is either. If if I've learned anything in working in radio is that even old men like to clout chase. Old men like to
0: clout chase? Nigga, what you...
1: Schubert, explain. In their own way, because think about it. The Paul Feinbaum show, all these old men calling in to have their five minutes of fame. It could go as even down to the AM station level that I'm at. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, like, all all these old guys—they want to wake up and get their five minutes of a day where they could feel like a reporter or someone that you know has a voice in society. And that's just like what they want to do. So I mean, even here in kind of like, some old men want to. Be in that spotlight of making the national news because think about it. Some of these people, the people who licked the the bluebell, they made national news. That's yeah, they yeah. did. Get your fifteen minutes of fame. Like that's just the thing. Like that's everyone. Oh, everyone wants that. All that's, ages.
0: That's so crazy that we're at this point to where people care th- as long as they get like They don't care about sustainability. They don't care about being there for longevity. They don't care about like, for example. Seeing some of these podcasts, they're not, they're not playing for the long game. They're doing like, they're trying to do one clout chasey thing and then expect to be on instead of like, people, people just, like you said, want 15 minutes of fame and that's it and they're okay with it. To me, that's so idiotic because all you get is one tweet, probably not from your Twitter account that's posting. It's probably someone else that gets all these 15 to twenty thousands uh, 20,000 fans, but just because you end up on the news one night, that, that satisfies you? That's crazy to me. They're like, oh, somebody can Google my name and find me. I mean, motherfucker, it's for the wrong reasons. We can find you. But, yeah, we can find you. And and not even... And the funny thing is, maybe not even their name. They would just type in what they did. Right. Like... It, and it, the name it, is irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody knows what that ice cream girl's name is. We just know where it's ice Hell cream Hell no. Girl. Right. And and I don't want to know what her fucking name is either way. So, <laughs> but... It's crazy, man. But good for good for the government. I feel like as we continue, we're, we're going to see more laws made about this. Like, there, for example, I don't think in in 20 years you'll be able to just film people like you are. Like, I feel like that's about to get c- cut out. Like, you're going to have to have people's permission to film them. You're going to have to. It's, it's, it, there's no way in 20 years we're still going to have everything like it is to where, oh, oh, yeah, I can just film in the store or I can film it like. I, there's no way that the government's not gearing up to make laws to stop some of this internet
1: shenanigans. I hope I so, can force an argument and get you mad, and then put a camera in your face to make you look right. like the bad guy.
0: Exactly, like that—that that has to stop, and we got to get better with that as a, as a society. Because cloud chasing is ridiculous, but that's let's uh, not not all the time because we still got a lot more to cover, but. That's it for the first part. Like I said, we're not doing brosu ball until football season is getting ready to gear up. But we still have to talk talk sports. Me, Schubert, and Brooklyn, we'll talk Kawhi, we'll talk Summer League, and we'll talk everything that's been going on in the NBA and sports as a whole. But we wanted to introduce this segment before uh, football season starts gearing up because we're going to have a guest host that comes in every now and again to give his thoughts on what's going on in sports. He's going to be a guest analyst, and he's going to be a guy who's all about the – All about arguing, but before you can hear his points and how he argues, we wanted you to get to know him and to bring him on the pod to hear his voice and get ready. So, without further ado, let's introduce this week's segment and a segment going forward on the pod: Thoughts with Juju, with guest host at Juju Nav, because we're not giving his name because he's gonna—he's that guy. He's just our analyst juju nav so without further ado let's get in the thoughts with juju so all right bros you think fan base look this is something we're doing interesting now we're, we're, And this is a segment that i'm gonna be bringing more often it's not sports time so we're not doing bros who ball right now but when sports comes back bros who ball will be officially back and we're gonna keep this segment going throughout sports on this new episode you got our millennial to gen z segment and now to, to, to do our sports segment before we get out, before we finish up the episode, we're doing thoughts with Juju. Now for those of you who don't know who Juju is, this is my guy from Twitter at Juju. You can follow him on Twitter and he is uh, one of the biggest sports fans, one of the biggest, most controversial sports fans out on Twitter. He gives his takes. He, he has no filter and I'm super excited. I've been knowing this guy for a long time. Super excited to have him on the pod and to have a segment going because he's been talking to me for a while about this, and I think it's going to be a great segment continuing on this podcast. So let's just say what's up. What's up to, me, to you, my guy, Ju? What's up, brother?
3: Man, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me. I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time out to bring me along. And second of all, let's get it started, baby. I'm ready to talk some shit. <laughs> I'm ready to <laughs> spread my couch first thoughts. We're going to have people yelling at me tweet me why not i'm ready for
0: it i'm super super excited because i know they will and let's get it started i told you that i was gonna bring you on during free agency once everything once the dust settled so we could discuss everything that's going on and for those out there who don't know tell them before we jump into all of our sports takes i just want to get a little side of you because everybody when they listen to this they know what all our hosts think and, and, and the fan bases that we come from and, and our little in our thoughts because we've been building this for a while. So before we jump into anything, tell the people a little bit about your sports fandom. We know you I know you played a little sports growing up. Tell me like your favorite football team, basketball team, a little bit of players. Give us just a little bit of your sports fandom before we get started.
3: Sure thing so when it comes to basketball, I'm a true fan of the game. You know, I've always been Memphis Grizzlies fan. That was, like, one of my first teams growing up. For some reason, I saw Memphis, and I was like, hmm, they seem like they're to be good in a few years. And this is whenever they had Rudy Gay, Mike Conley, and Marcus Hall. And this was, like, around 2010, 2011. That was the first basketball game I've seen live. And uh, I said, you know, they didn't do that well this season, but next year I bet they'll do better. And they started to do. A lot better. And then they hit the playoffs. Hit the playoffs. Went to the Western Conference Finals. They had that whole scat with the Clippers. With Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. When they were flopping all the time. So the Grizzlies was one of my first favorite teams. But, you know, after watching basketball so much for the past five or six years. You become such a big fan of the game. to where there's a player on every team that I like. And that goes for football too. There's a, Like I have a football team. I'm a Cowboys fan. But in general there's a player on every team that I like. For college, I'm a big LSU fan. And for LSU players, go everywhere. So, you know, I got somebody on each team, and I'm a root for them. You know, I got teams. I'm more of the type, you know, I'm a big fan of the game. There's someone I'm going to root for, but there's teams that I will not root for. For instance, I'm not going to root for the Atlanta Falcons or the New York Giants ever. I just can't. I don't care who's on that team. There's just certain teams that I won't root for. But for the most part, on, you know, I'm just I'm just like you, man. I'm such a big fan of the game. You know, I just sit there and watch and analyze. You know, I hate on a few people sometimes. But it's just... I just can't help it.
0: <laughs> well, 100%. And see, that's interesting. See, I knew when it came to football, I knew where your allegiance lied. I knew... Panthers fan, I and mean, a new LSU football fan. Not I knew you didn't like the Falcons. I know you're not big on the Saints because we, uh, oh, we I
3: to fo- so forgot to tell you about the Saints, these fans. Oh, look. I love Drew Brees. I love Michael Thomas. Sean Payton is probably my favorite coach behind Belichick and Mike Tomlin in the NFL. I love the Saints players. I hate the Saints. I hate the Saints, and it's not because of the players. It's because of you fans in Louisiana y'all are unobjective. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell y'all shit. I can't even, you can't even be objective with these people. That's why I can't stand the Saints. Because I have to, I'm the type of person, I kind of go against the grain. And there's nothing better than trolling Saints fans. I've been doing that since, since a young age that I just have to stick with it. I tell my friend all the time, like, one of my friends, one of my close friends is like, bro, I know you have season tickets to the Saints. And I want to be a Saints fan too. I just can't. I want to so bad. It's right there. It just won't come out of me. I want to, but I just can't.
0: (laughs) But then you pull for the Cowboys. We'll get to all that. I can't wait until the NFL season (laughs) starts so I can give you the business because the Cowboys ain't winning shit. But we'll talk more about that when we get to just a little bit of the NFL preview later on in this. All right. And then going back to talking about basketball, because that's the main stuff. Memphis Grizzlies fan. I did not know that about you, Jew, as much as I've known you. And I think that's very interesting. And I think that transitions well into the first topic because the guy who put that Memphis Grizzlies team together was none other than Jerry West. Now let's talk about it. Let's start off with the Kawhi Leonard news. Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers. He, he's joined by Paul George. Paul, they, The Clippers make a last minute trade to make it done because Kawhi told them, if you get Paul George, I'm coming to you. Now the reports are out that if they didn't get Paul George, he was probably going to the Lakers, although he didn't want to form a super team with LeBron. It was it was going to end up being that. However, some people some people like Jalen Rose says it would have been Toronto either way. How do you feel about this Clippers move with Kawhi and balancing out the NBA?
3: You know, it's good for the league. You know, as much as I want him to go to the Lakers to be with LeBron because even though everyone's saying, like, oh, that's so unfair, this and that, the real basketball fan in you, regardless whether it's fair or not, you want to see how that would work. A ball, do- like you know, someone like LeBron who's ball dominant, Kawhi, someone who needs the ball to be effective, and a matcha like AD in the middle. That's something that you want to see as a basketball fan. But for the league, it's best that he went to the Clippers, especially with how the Clippers organization is run. It's a well-run organization with a you know a great owner, a great GM. And people say, I um, don't really think so, a great coach and a good cast of players and whatnot. That's where ideally be the best place for him. time to reward the Clippers' organization for what they've been through through the past years. And the Clippers is absolutely the best place. The fact that he was able to pull, up, pull off bringing Paul George was the biggest bombshell of it
0: all. Yeah, and look, I did not expect Paul George to even hint of leaving OKC I thought honestly I felt like they were that that team in the playoffs that was just going to be first round exit second round exit until one of Paul George's contract ended and I thought they were just in a rut I never assumed he was going to leave and and he got his wish now I got it before we talk anymore about this I want to get you said a semi good coach you don't think Doc Rivers is a good coach
3: Absolutely not. There's nothing special about him, in my opinion. The problem is, you know, with some of these coaches, I think we give them more credit than they deserve. And if you really sit down and think about it, what has Doc Rivers done so great? I mean, to be honest, he's had with the cast of players that he's had, KG, Allen, Paul Pierce, and Rondo. I mean, Rondo's a coach on the floor. He's a floor general. Rather, I know I understand people don't like Rondo, they want, but whenever it's go time and it's a playoff, especially when Rondo was young, you want him on the, on the court. So he already had a team that did everything for him. And I know that sounds bad. I mean, he might be good at managing stuff, but I think he's highly overrated as a coach. It's like, he, nothing, he never really did anything special to me. Whenever KG and all of them left, and it was just him and Rondo, you know, they were doing all right. Rondo got hurt. And the Celtics, you know, they just never really could. So he eventually left the Celtics saying that he left. But it was probably a mutually exclusive thing. Like, hey, maybe you should go here or whatnot. As far as last year, people say, like, oh, the Clippers made the playoffs. They made the A-C. Oh, yeah, they did. Who else was going to make the playoffs? Because I know the Pelicans weren't because they were trying to tank. Um, Dallas is too young. Memphis got rid of Gasol. We're trying to tank. You know, every team in the West, aside from the Lakers, you know, it should just happen. You know, just... They they caught a bad break. I mean, the Suns weren't going anywhere. You know, every team in the West wasn't really even ready. The Clippers had... a had a team full of veteran players like Patrick Beverly, Danilo Gallinari. People forgot about him. I remember when he was playing for Denver, and he was really good in Denver until he got hurt. Now he looks like he finally got his juice back. He was a 6'10 guy who could shoot. You know, they they played well together. That's what happens when you have a team full of veterans. They could play well together, and you can at least make it to the first round of the playoffs, and that's exactly what he did. I don't think he's a terrible coach. He just There's just nothing special to me about him, you know, people get to, oh, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is a name. He went yeah. to one final. I mean, he won one final with that Celtics team, okay? It, it's just, you know, but I, I, you can see where I'm coming from. But I don't no, no, people like him, but it's just, you know, it makes you think, like, really, let's look at his resume. You know,
0: nothing too special. Yeah, he only Shit, has Eric one Bolster. coach of the year.
3: He, yeah, Eric Spolster went to the finals four times, won two of them. Granted, it was what LeBron and Dwayne Wayne and went, no, but still, you
0: know? No, I'm with you. And it's interesting that you said it because I I think Doc Rivers, I don't think he's the best coach in the league, but I definitely think he's a quality coach. But when you pointed that out to me, I was like, it made me do research. And I was like, damn, Doc might, might be a little bit overrated in terms of how everybody views him. That doesn't mean he's a bad coach. He just might be a little overrated. And I yeah, definitely think that 08 Celtics team is the most, like they have milked this championship for too long now. They're, they're the only championship team. Seems like from the early two thousands that still talk about it, post pictures. You always see KG Ron. Like I'm, I'm so sick of hearing about this OA Celtics team. It's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> hey, living the dream, baby. Hey, look, they got one, and they got, and they. Got, I can't, I can't be mad. I and mean, especially for a team like Boston, that's a championship city. And the last time they won, some was in the 80s. And now they had such a great dynasty and they finally got one. It should They honestly should have won. They should have won two, but they should have went to the finals about three times. But hey, you know, that's neither here nor there. That's how yeah. should
0: And it's crazy because they ended up losing to Dwight, but let's get to the Lakers. All right, so, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Clips, v Lakers, and, and just setting up the season after we discuss this. The Lakers get Anthony Davis in the trade. They trade a Hall that's, Similar to the uh, Clippers, the Clippers OKC trade, because the OKC received about they received four first round picks, a first round pick from Miami and then a pick in twenty twenty six. Whereas the Pelicans got the fourth round pick, the fourth pick this year, um, a twenty twenty one pick that gets moved to twenty twenty two if they don't want it in twenty twenty one. They get a twenty twenty four pick that you could switch with swap with twenty twenty five, as well as another first round pick as well and then they get lonzo ball uh brandon ingram josh hart among some other things with these draft getting uh, jackson hayes and Nikhil alexander walker for that fourth pick but let's talk about the lakers right now before i get your take on the pelicans what do you think about the lakers getting anthony davis and then on top of that adding guys like boogie cousins rondo avery bradley do you feel that this team is the best team in the west i know you're a brown fan How do you feel this Lakers team moves going forward, especially with Bron coming off of the injury?
3: Mm, That's a a good question, because let me take my Bron fandom out of it. I look at this roster, and whenever you see this Lakers roster as a basketball fan, you see a whole bunch of names that you are familiar with, names that you know, names of players that you've seen excel on other teams, except who uh, Alex Caruso, who I think is a dog, by the way. But... You know, these are all notable players. I mean, and these are all veteran players. Now, we notice whenever it comes crunch time in the playoffs, in the finals, the only teams that make it to the finals are teams with veteran players. Players, All these players are 29, 30, 31, 32. the same thing as the Lakers roster. And and all these players on the Lakers roster, other than Alex Caruso and uh, Kyle Kuzma, have playoff experience. And I don't mean first and second round, except, you know, AD has second round. The rest of these have deep playoff-slash-finals experience. So that's very, very uh, good for the Lakers and whatnot. The problem is to be running through the regular season. So you ask, where do I see this Lakers team in the West? Honestly, when it comes to the playoffs, I can't bet against LeBron James. I've seen, especially when healthy, I've seen this man do too much. I've seen this man take bums and go to the finals with him and do very well. You know, So I can't bet against him. However, during the regular season, I honestly have him as a fourth or fifth season. Right? There's going to be some drama. There's going to be some of this, some of that. Anthony Davis is going to have a some injury, you know, something like that. You know, LeBron's going to have to rest and whatnot. But, you know, I see they're going to make it to the playoffs, which is all that matters. And I think they're going to dominate in the playoffs. It's just the regular season, I don't I think they're one of the top two, top three teams in the West, but... In the regular season, they're going to be a fourth or fifth seed because we are just looking at that roster and they're old and whatnot. And, you know, if you look at the roster, there's so much you can do with that roster. Look at those lineups. You could start this person, you could start this person, this person, get play time this person, this person, you know. And uh, you can just do a lot with it. Now, as far as the Clippers, looking at the Clippers roster because, you know, you have to, you're talking about the Lakers, now you got to throw the Clippers in there and compare. The Clippers roster has a very good defensive roster. Roster, especially with Kawhi, Leonard, Paul, George, and Patrick Beverly, you know, on the wing and whatnot. However, I think that Clippers roster is really good. I think the Lakers roster in totality is a little bit more veteran-friendly, or I guess you would say a little bit more experienced. However, you know, like, that Clippers roster—they're shorter than I think. Montrezl Harrell and Mo Harrell are both like six eight. I thought for some reason I thought they were taller than that. Patrick Beverly's six one, you know. But, Size size is a thing when it comes to the playoffs and whatnot. But uh, you know, both rosters seem to be all right. The injuries—they're worried about the Lakers injuries and whatnot. Ooh, Lakers seem injury prone. The Clippers seem injury prone too. There's a rumor that Paul George might not even start this season. So both teams have a lot weighing on it, you know. But we'll see how it goes.
0: No, we definitely will. And I and I and I think you make a very good point that people. Forget about and gloss over the fact that this Lakers team is a veteran savvy team. The thing that it comes up in, and, and I agree with you, both both are glass houses because Paul George has a rod in his leg, but his shoulder is separated. He just had to get surgery on it, and it's it's like mm-hmm. you said, he won't be back for the start of the season. Who knows when he'll be a hundred percent? And flip it to the other. Aside Boogie Cousins' injury issues, AD injury issues, Bron just had his first injury issues, even though I'm not concerned about LeBron James. It's more so concerned to come to Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. I will say this. When you compare rosters, I really like this Clippers roster because it's the same roster minus Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Danilo Gallinari, which was a playoff team. You insert Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George, and you have one of the best defensive teams in the league, if not the best. Now, I agree with you. I think it comes down to the other things for them. We talked about this on Twitter. Passing. Who will initiate the offense? Will it it get balled down to Kawhi or Paul George and be ISO? This will come down to, is Doc Rivers a good coach? Can he get his offense flowing? And we'll see how good of a coach he is. Now, I want to talk to you about the Lakers. In terms of just this team, do you feel that, Oh, no, no, not not the team, in terms of LeBron, because this has been a narrative going around in the national media, and I always like to pick at the national media narrative, because I feel like they the, their biases to certain players, I feel like they don't like to point out certain agendas. How do you feel about the agenda that they've been pushing, that players don't want to play with LeBron James?
3: It just goes to show you how great LeBron is. And it's not that players don't want to play with him, because any player would love to play with LeBron James, but they don't want to be seen as, oh, carrot, oh, LeBron, it's all for LeBron. Because people, at the end of the day, you have your own ego to satisfy, no matter how much of a team player you are. You want some credit, too. You want to be able to say you're a part of that. You want to be a leader and whatnot. And if LeBron's on the team, he's going to suck it all up. And and that's not his fault. That's the media's fault. He's going to suck it all up because he does everything. We see him do so much and be so dominant. So, you know, of course, he's going to suck everything up. But as far as players not wanting to play with LeBron, Look, you can't tell me Kawhi Leonard wouldn't want to play with somebody like LeBron. I mean, you know, LeBron's very passive. He's the most gifted. LeBron is the most passive, dominant player of all time. Okay, why wouldn't you want to play with somebody like that? You know, him, Paul George. The thing is, is that whenever it comes to playing with LeBron, if something goes wrong, it's never his fault. Yeah. people like me will always people like me will always make excuses for him. And whatnot—it's always somebody else's fault. And throughout history, looking at things that happen, it's usually other people's fault and whatnot. But I'll tell you this: I noticed whenever Paul George signed with OKC and didn't go to Los Angeles not to be with LeBron—I think they knew LeBron was coming. Whenever Paul George did that, it let me know a lot about Paul George. It let me know that Paul George doesn't thrive well in high-pressure situations because whenever he decides to stay in OKC. Paul George could score three points in a closeout game and lose, it's still Westbrook's fault. Westbrook yep. fault, 50, 10, and 10, and it's still Westbrook's fault. That's just how it is. So, Paul George, in my opinion, I don't think he thrives that well in high-pressure situation. and I see this a lot with players like him. Paul George is hit or miss. If Paul George is on, he's one of the best players. He'd be a top three player in the league if he was consistently on. But let me tell you, when Paul George is off, oh, my God, he's worse than Westbrook when he's off. People don't realize that. Paul George, never gets, Paul George never gets any blame towards him or anything like that. So no, this he, is nev- something he never does. He never does. People don't really realize that. As far as Kawhi not wanting to play with LeBron, I mean, I understand. Kawhi has his Jordan mentality, wants to be the best. Well, to be the best, you got to be the best. And everyone knows, you know, even though some people may mess with their best player in the world, list, everyone knows it's a consensus LeBron is the best majority of people lebron's going in the mount Rushmore. war he's top three all time to a lot of people whether you hate him or like him top three or four or not and in order to be the best you got to be the best and him joining lebron for his legacy wouldn't have been good for his career i think would have been better because by the time lebron left him and he could have had some real special going on and say say he won two with lebron and then won two with ad without lebron then you know but that's a lot to bet on, especially with how his health is and whatnot, how AD's health is. So he just took what's best for his legacy, and you know, I understand. As far as Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant wants to be the best. Can't play with LeBron. To be the best, you got to be the best. And that's nope. why nobody really wants to, you know, go team up with LeBron.
0: I, and I, th- I think you made great points in that. I, when it comes to Kawhi, I agree with you 100%. He... He just wanted to, to have his legacy in the sense of he feels he can be at the top of that mountaintop. He can't join someone like LeBron to continue to be at that mountaintop. With Paul George, I think, it, I think you're absolutely right. I think it comes down to him just being he's not a one, he's a two. Just because he had those great years in Indiana doesn't mean that he's a star number one player. He is a number two because he can't deal with all that high high stress that the media puts on people. And honestly, if you look at fourth quarter, go-ahead, game-winning shots, Paul George is absolutely one of the worst when it comes to star players at the game-winning shot. He doesn't have that clutch gene. He needs someone to do that for him. And we're going to see how him and Kawhi partner well. And I think it'll be interesting because even though they're the prohibited favorites right now, it's the media still will be focused on that team across the hallway and state so he will still be able to go under the radar. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they move. When it comes to the Lakers, I'm interested to see how these veterans come together. LeBron's officially the point guard. I still don't think they have a secondary scorer because LeBron's going to, of course, get people involved and be the main guy. Yes, Anthony Davis is a great player and he led the Pelicans to a lot of things. And he's going to get his points. But can Anthony Davis be that official too? We saw when LeBron has won championships, big men were always that third option, stand in the corner, get that jumper. However, he's never had a big man like Anthony Davis. How do you feel that with just the the matchup? I'm um, not the matchup, just the joining of LeBron and AD. LeBron not having that guard second beat to be a second option and having a big man instead. No D Wade, no Kyrie Irving type player. He has that Bosh. Kevin Love player in that second role. How do you feel that that works for Anthony Davis?
3: Oh, that work, look, A lot of the narrative was LeBron plays well with other shooters because they space the floor and let LeBron ram it in and whatnot. And I understand that because LeBron's game is typically bully ball and he runs in the paint. However, LeBron is older and he's much wiser now. He knows he can't consistently do that in the last last the next three to four years playing a high level of basketball. However, Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis. It's like any other big man the league has seen in a while. You know, people, you know, Anthony Davis has been hurt. He's played in new, he has two things going against him. He played in New Orleans and he's been hurt off and on. But whenever 100% healthy, there's, there's nothing that's going to stop Anthony Davis. Now, you're a diehard Pelican fan. Putting your bias aside, you know this. You know this about Anthony Davis. He is a monster when absolutely healthy. Him and LeBron would be playing the pick and roll. And the thing is, whenever LeBron plays with other Guards like D. Wade and Kyrie, LeBron has to defer the ball to them, and then let them dribble, try to get their groove on. Especially a player like Kyrie Irving and whatnot. Now that ball is gonna be leaving LeBron's hand. LeBron's not gonna be holding the guards in this offense won't be holding the ball as much. I think they're gonna be passing the ball a lot more. I think we're gonna see a lot more from this offense with a better flow than we have normally seen before. I know it sounds weird because LeBron's a point guard and he'd be holding the ball a lot. But I think for some reason, whenever you have a big name like Anthony Davis in the pick and roll and someone who's so versatile, he's a decent mid-range shooter. He can hit an occasional three. You know, I'm not really worried about space as much as how, you know, how Anthony Davis can get in the goal. I'm trying to Davis would probably be averaging over 30 points a game when healthy. And I think he'd be healthy for a while. He'd be with LeBron's trainer and whatnot. That would that no. all. Awesome run through
0: Anthony Davis. I think you're, you're right because like you said, I got to put my Pelicans bias aside. Anthony Davis was a monster for the Pelicans when healthy. He did things that no other big has done. The conversation was always Anthony Davis is the best big man in the league and who's under him. Anthony Davis was arguably when LeBron stepped down, was going to be the best player in the league. So I can't, I can't say anything about that. My question when it comes to Anthony Davis is that mentality. The thing you say about Paul George, I kind of feel about Anthony Davis, and I think it's perfect now that he's with LeBron James because he doesn't have to be that Batman guy. He can focus on defense, blocking shots, and getting buckets. He doesn't have to worry about talking to the media. He doesn't have to worry about being a leader because it's LeBron, and I think that will work very well for him. Looking at other teams in the league with some of the moves like Utah, you see – you you see Portland making moves, getting a sign whiteside. You see the Nuggets signing up Jamal Murray. How do you feel about the rest of the West? Who would you say some of the uh, some of the other standouts are? Do you feel Golden State still has a shot with D'Angelo Russell? Do you feel Utah is, is as good as other people say? Just give me your thoughts on. We know the Lakers and the Clippers are one A, one B, whoever you want to put at, at that is up to the person of choice, but how do
3: you feel about the rest of the West going into this season? Oh, the West is, is going to be ridiculous in the in the regular season. This is how it's going to go. They're going to beat each other up all season. The whole regular season is going be, to be the West beating each other's ass. And when it comes to seeding in the West, all these games are going to be decided by a game and a half, half a game, you know, things like that. So the West is going to be very tight and very close. As far as other teams, look, Utah, they're going to play great. I want... Utah, Denver, and Portland are all going to do fantastic, I believe, especially Denver because they play in that high elevation. They're all young, and they're going to be running the floor like they did last season, therefore getting everybody out of breath. And whatnot. I think Denver's going to do excellent, and I think Portland is going to do excellent. Now, Utah, you know, I, I know a lot about Mike Conley, and he's the most underrated point guard. He's, one of the, mo- he's the most underrated player in the NBA within the past few years. Because he plays in a small market like Memphis and they're not on TV and they haven't been relatively that good because he's been injured, people don't understand how good of a player he is. He can hit a three, he's left-handed, and he plays great defense. But he's passive. He he controls the offense, and he gets the ball out of his hands quick. He sees the whole court. He's a very good point guard. So him and Donovan Mitchell together are going to be great. Plus Rudy Gobert. People forget about him, too. That man's a menace. Especially on the defensive end, Utah is gonna be very good. They got rid of uh, Rubio, which thank God he he yeah. right. I don't I don't know what, but the West is gonna be you know amazing. Portland went with Tom Whiteside, I can't wait to see that because I don't know I don't know the type of person Tom Whiteside is, but Miami basically said you're you're not what we thought you were. Go ahead and we'll just ship you all the way as far west as we can. That's what essentially happened with Asan Whiteside. So, depending on how he responds, could be a lot. Him and Nurkic coming back, that defense, you know, in the center, that's a lot. You know, I, I can imagine how that's going to go. Now, Portland, I'll tell you this about Portland. Though. Portland team, looking at their roster, their, their coach and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, they seem like they could be a great team in the playoffs. I could be wrong, but for some reason, I wouldn't be surprised that out in the first and second round. Sam, let me tell you. Whenever they played against Golden State, they should have took them to six, at least. It makes no sense. And I, I was so deep into watching Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum, I didn't realize they were awful on defense. Yep. They couldn't stop shit. And I, I didn't understand why. And then I was like, wait, Game Six Three McCollum's like Two. Oh, makes sense. And they waste so much energy on offense scoring. Well, you know, they have to. And, and it's cancer. Where, you know, he's good on offense. He ain't shit on defense. So... It is, Portland's gonna have to step up defensively, but when Nurkic comes back and uh and Hassan Whiteside, you know that that could be it, but, but we'll see. We'll yeah, see we'll have West to see. Thing, man.
0: No, the West is goes deep, man. And, and, and Hassan Whiteside got shipped because of his attitude. Hopefully, Dame Lillard and CJ can get them in his culture, and his career could turn around because he's a talented, talented guy. Just being in Miami in that South Beach environment, we just could never see the best come out of him. And I'm excited for the West because not only do you have all those top dogs we talked about, but you have the the young guns coming up. You got Sacramento, you got Dallas. I'm a big fan of Luka Doncic, and of course you have the New Orleans Pelicans signing Zion Williamson. Give me your thoughts. I know you, we've been going back and forth on the Pelis. You, you, you at first you weren't a Pelis fan, and then now you're big, you're a big fan of Zion in college basketball. You're talking about how you might have to become a fan. Fan of the Pelicans, we, you got to give them credit with what David Griffin has done to really transform this organization. Because when we had Dell Dems taking my bias out of it, Dell Dems did not do a good job of putting Anthony Davis around, the, uh, putting a team around no, Anthony Davis. Didn't. And I can understand why Anthony Davis left. It makes a lot of sense. And I, I can't blame him for wanting to leave because the organization wasn't run the right way. How do you feel about the Pelicans going forward in this new era?
3: Going forward, I felt great, especially with David Griffin coming in reducing the organization. Here's the thing. Starting off with Anthony Davis, everyone's mad at Anthony Davis calling him a bitch this and that for leaving. Look, y'all had Baron Davis, couldn't keep him. Pelicans had Chris Paul, couldn't keep him, nor surround any of those players with talent. You know, with Chris Paul, you know, I wish he would have stayed, but you couldn't take advantage of his prime. Now, Anthony Davis is doing this. They, they did the same thing with Anthony Davis. The thing was, David Griffin came in too late. Anthony Davis had been through all the bullshit and whatnot. It was time for him to go. And defending Anthony Davis, I 100% understand why he wanted to leave and whatnot. The problem was what most people don't like is the way he did it. And the only problem I have with the way he did it was that stupid ass T-shirt that he wore. That's all, folks. That was so classless. I I know someone told him to wear that because that didn't seem like him. That was so classless. But people don't like that LeBron went go get him and he wanted to go to the Lakers. And he did y'all a favor. He didn't pull a Kevin Durant on y'all and walked out and y'all couldn't get anything from him. Yeah. He, told, he basically told the Pelicans, I'm not re-signed, and whenever it is time to sign, I either want to go to the Lakers or this team or whatnot. So he did the Pelicans a favor in the long run, and the biggest favor he did was he reduced this organization. No one in New Orleans gave a shit about basketball except you and, like, three other people, and y'all <laughs> like, yeah, No one in New Orleans cared <laughs> about basketball. Y'all couldn't feel, the Pelicans couldn't feel shit. You know, the ticket prices were so low. Sue low and whatnot. But Anthony Davis is not the Walmart a favor because he reduced his organization. People realized how good, people knew, took him for granted. They knew how good of a player he was and whatnot, but they didn't really understand until he got up and said, I'm packing my, ba- my bags and going. I was like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Oh, this yeah. is this is gonna, this is gonna be a dying franchise. This franchise is going to Seattle or something like that. But what he did was he made everyone who wants interested about basketball. He got Miss Gail Benson involved. And realized that if he leaves, that's the whole franchise. That was, that's literally the whole franchise walking out. He leaves, that's the whole franchise walking out. So she realized, okay, let me get Mickey Loomis the fuck out of here, and let me get some real basketball people running this operation. And no,
1: nope, t- and
3: you're right. It. Because y'all were not taking – the Pelicans were just there just to say New Orleans had two sports A
0: basketball team. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The fact that Mickey Loomis was running everything says everything you need to know about the Pelicans. The fact that we shared training staff with the Saints shows the injuries. It just makes sense why everything was like it was. And then now you have David Griffin come in, revitalize the franchise. Miss Benson's 100% committed. You see we get Aaron Nelson, the best medical staff, Person in the league, so because we're gonna need that with young Zion coming in, and we got to keep him healthy. What's your take on on Zion's game in general? Do you feel he'll be a star? Do you, how, how just how do you feel about his game?
3: I feel that Zion's gonna be looking at it without t- with taking the hype out, which is kind of hard to do with him. I think he's gonna be borderline superstar, all star between that, that Paul, you know, borderline superstar range is what I say, like the Paul George range on yeah. the cusp and whatnot, because, I mean, he's 6'6". He is heavy, but, I mean, that doesn't really bother me. I think he moves real well at 285 and whatnot. I know he's going to have to lose weight. He has a lot to work on. You know, I was watching that summer league game, and he takes the ball. And What I originally liked about Zion was he could play off the ball. It's kind of hard to find someone that good and play off the ball. I see him in the summer league. He, he starts playing a little iso. I didn't really like that, but I'm going to throw that away because in summer league, everyone's out there for themselves. So never, I shouldn't even say that. that. really shouldn't count. But I noticed he will have to lose weight. And at first, I was against him losing so much weight because I thought he played and moved so well at 285. No, he burst well at 285. He can't keep up at 285 because I noticed, you know, you learn a lot whenever you look off the ball. I was watching him off the ball. He used to these. For him a few times. Yeah, they had to, hands on knees, they had to wait on him a few times and whatnot, you know. And all people didn't know is that I know is that, oh man, he is kind of heavy. And he looked like he gained about five or ten pounds. I'm not gonna lie. People uh, no, like that they, they they announced him at two seventy five and said, shit, nigga look like he's two ninety. Yeah,
0: okay. he's not he has to lose weight, and, and people talk about this injury. He's not injured, he's out of shape. Yeah, he's, he's out of
3: shape.
0: And he's that's why he's honestly, not playing.
3: Yeah, exactly. Honestly, he's going to lose weight naturally during the season. He's going from 30 games a year playing against children to going to 82 games a year playing against grown men in practice and practicing a lot more in training. He's going to naturally lose weight. The thing that you have to be worried about with him is he might get a little injury. You know, someone that big, he might be a little injury prone to happen. If people like him, he's naturally big. A naturally big boy. He's, he's an offensive lineman playing basketball, for God's sake. But like him, he's going to have to watch it. Because as soon as he gets injured, he'll put on 15 pounds. Like the yeah, LB, Shaq had that problem. When LeBron came back from the from the uh, growing injury, he looked a little hefty himself and whatnot. So he's gonna have to watch things like that. But I think he's gonna be an awesome player. He's gonna be the thing about him is he's gonna be box office, and that's that's what matters right now for the league. He's box office. He's gonna be the the, the number one. They're gonna want to throw him on TV all the time. He's gonna be Michael Vick in, like, 2003, 2004. He might not be the best. Vic might not have been the best quarterback, but, Dan, he's the one everyone wants to watch. He's exciting. That's what Zion is. He's exciting. And once and once Lonzo Ball throws that first alley hoop to him, watch out. He is, remember when RG3 was balling out his crew year on ESPN, and that's all they showed? It yeah. Was, that- and, uh, it might be worse. They're going to show Zion and Lonzo nonstop. See, Lonzo's daddy was mad that he was going to New Orleans because he didn't feel that Lonzo would get enough TV time and airtime because his dad's so worried about, you know, the ball being, of brand. <laughs> you know, the ball of brand. Well, him going to New Orleans, that's probably the best thing for his career because he's going to be, Lonzo and Zion, they're going to be on TV. Oh, they're going to oh. be on TV nonstop. They're going to be on, watch, maybe not this year, but next year. Watch how many prime time games they have. That's a box office right there. And Lonzo is going to come out of show. And I see,
0: think- that's what I'm saying. I agree with you on that. You talked about this on Twitter. I think Lonzo was. Even before the draft, Lonzo was my favorite player in that draft year. But out of this deal, Lonzo's my favorite. Lonzo could end up becoming what everybody wanted him to be, this Jason Kidd-type player now that he's in the – essentially, which was Steve Nash's offense. He doesn't have to shoot the ball. He's not going to have the pressure from the uh, Los Angeles media. Lonzo's going to break out this year. I truly believe that.
3: And the biggest thing is he's away from his father. Now, yep. don't get wrong. He loves his father, but – you know, and, and the thing is, if you think LeVar Ball is going to stay in L.A., I got news for you. Look, he's going to come down to New Orleans. This is going to happen. LeVar Ball is going to come down to New Orleans. They're going to show him on the big screen in the, in the Smoothie King Arena, and everybody's going to go off and scream. And he's going to stay in New Orleans. They love LeVar it. Ball would love New Orleans because you know what? How many LeVar balls they got in New Orleans? 1500. Every, <laughs> every black man that's that age from the hood is LeVar. LeVar ball from South Central. He acts just like everybody from an area like that. And New Orleans is all hood. No,
0: oh, yeah, you
3: know? yeah, yeah, absolutely right. He, see, he's I, in his element. Flashy, flashy, cutting up, loud. LeVar ball, he's at home. He doesn't know. New Orleans is his second home.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And I see, even to that point, I don't know how much he'll be there due to the fact that LaMelo's got to be in Australia. And I, I think he's going to end up following LaMelo. But it's like you said, he's going to be there sometime. And the first time they show him, New Orleans is going to brace Lonzo, especially if Lonzo's doing well. And once they embrace him, oh, LaVar Ball set. He's got, they're going to be selling big baller brand. And, and people are going to wear it in, in, in New Orleans. It'll uh, before-
3: be a Sean Payton
0: town. <laughs> <laughs> and Speaking of Sean Payton, let's get to football. I, I know training camp's getting ready to gear up. Just talk to me real quick, real quick, before we get you out of here. What are some of the teams that this year in the NFL, because we're going to get you back, of course, before the NFL season to do a little preview. But real quick, who are some of the teams that you think people should be on the lookout for this NFL season? Who do you think are going to be some of the teams that are going to boom? Just give me your favorites going into this season. To
3: be honest, I'll I'll keep it at home. Every team in the NFC South. That's New Orleans. yep. Tampa, Atlanta, and uh, Carolina. Because let me tell you this: New orleans they didn't really get worse. I don't think they got better either, but they didn't get worse. They're going to be hell to deal with. Tampa Bay just got a new coach. Yep. And they call him the quarterback guru. And uh, they got a defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, who's a very, very good defensive coordinator. He did fine with the Jets, but he was good before that. Him and Bruce Arians already have a relationship. So not. So, as soon as Bruce Arians got hired on as head coach, he hired his boy Todd Bowles to be defensive coordinator. Todd Bowles was let go of the, the Jets coach. He's a real Jets head coach. Position. He's a real defensive coordinator. So, Tampa Bay is going to be on the up and up. And Jameis Winston, you know, they hate on him and whatnot. I know talent when I see it. I'm a big Florida State fan, too. I know Jameis has the talent within him. The thing is, he's gone. he's going to be in his fifth year, and he's gone through, like, three different head coaches and, like, four different offensive coordinators. That's a recipe for disaster for anybody. I don't care if Tom Brady was a quarterback to fail because you have to essentially keep learning a new offense. and he yeah. Break. Cam Newton has just come back from shoulder surgery. Look, last year, before they started doing, before his shoulder got hurt, they were six and two, and Cam Newton was more accurate than I've ever seen him before. Running less, throwing short passes, you know, doing it all. Once he got hurt, he couldn't throw 40 yards. That's when I knew there was a problem. He had that successful shoulder surgery and he's rehabbed well, I think uh, the Panthers are going to be a force to be reckoned with. So i got two playoff teams coming from the NFC South. A few other teams I'm thinking of, I don't think Kansas City is going to be as good. They're still going to be good because Patrick Mahomes is just amazing. I think they're still yeah. going to be But the problem with Andy Reid is the coach, Andy Reid, people start to figure him out over time because they don't really change much. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to be really good. I know you don't like the Cowboys and whatnot. They got, off- they got a new offensive coordinator, Chris Richard is still the linebackers coach, and they should just give him the whole before they- mm. you know, He's amazing. I think Dak Prescott's going to have a great year because he's going to have a full year with Amari Cooper. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to be great. I think the Eagles with Carson Wentz, it's hit or miss. It's make it or break it with them because you know. I have a lot of speculations about Carson Wentz and his leadership ability, and a lot of people don't like him because they think he's an asshole. And I don't care how talented your team is; if the lead person on your team is an asshole and not many people like him, it won't go well. Hence, the Boston Celtics with Kyrie Irving. You
0: know, you're just, absolutely right. I, I, I like, I Ra- like you.
3: Oh no, go ahead. I think the Oakland Raiders. People are making the case for the Oakland Raiders to suck. I think I don't think they're going to be great. I don't think they're going to be that good. They might go, like, 7-9 and nine or something like that, but they're going to do better than people think. So I'm holding off on Oakland because Antonio Brown and Derek Carr, look, he has all odds against him. And Antonio Brown, you, you know, he got his money, but Antonio Brown's the hardest worker in the NFL. If you watch him on Instagram and you follow him on Instagram, the dude works out, like, eight hours a day, and I know he's not going to let that go to waste. No, uh, he won't. On, yeah. I don't think Los Angeles Rams are gonna be that good. The Chargers are gonna do. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are gonna do better this year. Um, you know that's all I can really think of right now. The other teams are really just about developing. The Giants might do a little bit better, but they still not going anywhere. Eli, no. a- They
0: should have got. They should have been got rid of Eli's ass. How do you feel about the Browns, real quick, before we leave? Because I know there's oh a bunch of LSU God. guys. I forgot about
3: them. The Browns is hit or miss. It's hundred percent hit or miss because look they have so much firepower on their team. And I'm not talking about ability, just ability. I'm talking about personality and whatnot that it could be a complete disaster or it could, or it could just go. I think they might, they're not going to win the division. They're favored to win the division, but I'm picking the Steelers to win the division veteran coach, veteran quarterback. And that's, I'll bet on veteran coach and veteran quarterback and a good offensive line over anything. Okay. So that's that with the Steelers. Uh, So I don't think the Browns are gonna win the division, but I think with the Browns, I think they're gonna go like maybe they could go ten and six, they could go eight and eight, they could go nine and seven. It's it's between that. I just Odell's injury prone, and you know I made a big fuss about whenever Odell. You remember like uh, I said something on Twitter, the mini camp. You know the
0: yeah, not uh, going to mini camp.
3: He went to one out of three days, and people were like, "Oh, that's not that big of a deal." No, dude, it's a big deal. You got a brand new quarterback and a brand new offensive system. You have to create a certain type of relationship with your players like that. You have to get a rapport going, and that's what he didn't do that with Baker Mayfield. He went right, right back to L. A. Dude, you couldn't stay in for two more fucking days and just yeah. get some with your quarterback. Just, just to develop a relationship, just to see how he throws, gauge this, gauge that. You, you couldn't stay two more days, and and by the way, not to mention, he didn't play all last season because he got hurt early in the season. And you're that quick to jet out, so that lets me you know where his mind is and whatnot. But we'll see. I mean, if anything, that coach Freddie Kitchens, him and Odell might get into because he already kind of called out Odell for twice. Nothing. Exactly. You can't do that, Odell. And we know you're great, but you got to put in the work, man. He has his work ethic. It's, it's not its not the, greatest. the Cleveland defense is going to be all right. I have no problem with Cleveland's defense. They're going to be better this year than last year. And last year they were pretty solid. It was just the fine tuning things. As far as Baker Mayfield, he's going to be on his sophomore season. That's when the NFL starts to figure you out. So a lot of rookie quarterbacks come in, lightening up, you see a lot of problems. And their sophomore season, they step back. It's happened to all the great quarterbacks, especially one like Cam Newton. I remember that the sophomore season—it's called a sophomore slump for a reason. I think Baker Mayfield might go through a sophomore slump, so that's what's kind of holding me back. on the road.
0: No, and I, and you could definitely see that now that the offensive people are going to learn them. Freddie Kitchens' seat—well, I know people won't say his seat is hot, but to me, John Dorsey knows he has a winner with him. He has the talent and. That's going to be the first person they blame if it doesn't work. Freddie Kitchens is going to have to be together. And I'm with you. I think the NFC South definitely produces at least two playoff teams. I don't know too much about the Cowboys. We'll see when we get to the season. We'll talk more about that as we get – as training camp opens and we bring you back in. But thank you so much, Drew, for coming on. Tell the people they can follow you out on Twitter so they can come and get your mentions for all the crazy stuff you be saying and so they can have conversations with you, my brother.
3: You can follow me on Twitter at g nav It's on private for uh, job reasons because, you know, I need all, all some things to piss people off. But go ahead and follow me. You can argue with me. You won't win. But, you know, thanks, <laughs> thanks, bro, for having me on, man. I really enjoyed this and I really had fun. I can't wait to do do some more with you.
0: Oh, 100%. We're definitely going to have you back on. Now, let's send it back to you, Lyndon and Schubert in Brooklyn, to finish off the show. I want to thank my guy at Juju Nav for coming on the pod, as always. Glad to have him doing these guest spots. Y'all be sure to follow him. And if you thought any of his takes were outlandish, don't at me, at him. Because he is a Lakers fan. Bro, bro, homie is a Bron fan. He is a Cowboys fan. Uh, like, he literally likes all the worst in sports. So don't add me. Add him with some of them, them these crazy takes. But with that being said, like we talked about with Juju, uh, the pod, the, we didn't talk about Kawhi. Kawhi was, he made his decision after we did the last pod. So without further ado, let's talk about it. Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers. He pulls off a Hail Mary move in the final seconds, him and Jerry West, by getting Brooke, um, not Brooke Lopez, by getting... Uh, Paul George to be traded from OKC to the Clippers and that way he kind of negates who some of the Lakers can get in free agency and the Lakers have to pull together and get some of these random pieces. What do we think about Kawhi's move? Does this make the Clippers the prohibitive favorite going into the finals? Does Kawhi show that he is a more smooth operator than LeBron? What is going on in the NBA right now? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was a (laughs) hot take. Smooth, a more smoother operator than LeBron. (laughs) Yo, that's the truth. you about to have me out here talking that's like that. That's kind of true. You out here crazy, boy. What you, you mean? Tripping right now. Look, Jerry West is the mastermind behind that, all right? Big facts. Let's not get that twisted, okay? LeBron James is always trying to, out, you know, overstep the GM. Totally. It, everybody knows that. Facts. But don't, don't take away from Jerry West and say this is quiet. All right, well, let me My see My man this. Jerry did his thing. And Jerry no, always G- pulled through, honestly. Jerry made it happen, but can we not say that is a smooth operator for talking to Paul George, convincing Paul George to say, oh, I want to get t- traded from OKC? Yes, I'm not taking nothing away from Jerry. Jerry is the best. Like, he might not be the logo for, for his basketball, but he damn sure the, the logo for what he did as a GM. Jerry West right. is, is arguably the greatest GM of all time and made that trade go through. But without Kawhi going to Paul George and saying, leave Russ, uh, I don't know if it happens. I, I don't think it was going to take that much convincing. Just because, we're talking about Russell Westbrook, you feel me? Like mm. I feel like if it was another player that he got him to, to leave for, I'd be like, ooh, real, real. We're talking about Russell Westbrook, who obviously the entire fucking NBA Association knows is not the best to be paired with. At yeah. this point, that's not really a surprise to anybody. So I feel like if it wasn't Russ and it was a different superstar he left, I'd have been like, damn. Him leaving Russ just proves the point that yo, maybe niggas just don't like balling with Russ. Uh, We're going to get to that. Thing, yeah. huh? I, got, I got some points to say about that. Schubert, how do you feel about Kawhi going to the Clippers? Uh, Well,
1: i I had a feeling that he was going to go, and if he was going to go anywhere, I thought it was going to be the Clippers. I did not think that he had any interest in being with LeBron. Like, I didn't understand why people were pushing that Lakers. Me neither. Yeah, that's so been hard. mad was fucking
0: like, small for I was like, Come
1: this on. dude this dude is beating LeBron in the finals. This dude beat the Warriors in the finals. This dude does not need LeBron to go to the finals again. So he that's wants to do thing, his own man. thing. Like, if, it,
0: if he would have went with LeBron, like, that just is everything that Kawhi Leonard is not.
1: Well, and all the people out there that think that would think that he would be that way don't know who Kawhi Leonard is, right? Yeah. Like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard has always has always kind of wanted to do things his own way and have his own edge. He's not going to be someone that's going to be a second fiddle, especially with all the success that he's had. And to do what he did by pulling Paul George in with him just makes him even more of a big threat. Like, yeah. That's why I say he's a smooth he, operator. Yeah, I mean that's what puts him above Kevin Durant in the situation. Mm. That's, See, look, that that's like a hot take. take. Nah, that's the real take. That's you the real in the take. Lebron stuff. That's just you being Lebron.
0: I know how like, you get there with Lebron. That's the real take. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all saying that's the real take, KD? Yeah, that's the real take right there. Nah, I'm I'm, I'm going with Lebron too, but but hey, we can't judge Kevin Durant's move until he comes back. That that's for a fact. Because well, I, I mean, think, he inked the deal. Oh, this I move is better. Right I'm, making, I'm
1: talking about the <laughs> move to the Warriors.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Move to the Warriors. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, in terms of basketball, do we feel that like the Clippers are, are, they, are the prohibited favorites, or do we feel that like there's another favorite out there?
1: I think their makeup makes them the best.
0: Yeah. Just looking at like the roster. Next
1: season, I feel like next season is going to be a toss-up. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I feel like the there's team? no clear favorite right now. I think I think there's six teams that are guaranteed to make the playoffs. Give them to me. The six teams that are guaranteed to make the playoffs. The Clippers. Yeah. The Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Utah Jazz. Yeah, I'm with you the Utah. Denver Nuggets. I'm with you, Denver. Golden State. I'm with you, Golden State. And the Lakers.
0: I'm with you, the Lakers. The only one I'm not with you is Portland, because I to me, Portland has- I, I don't to understand, me. bro. How bro. can you continue to disrespect That's what I'm CJ? Saying? And Dame, every fucking week we come on this podcast and you come <laughs> on here and you tell me that those niggas is not cold, stole blooded killers on the court. I don't understand, bro. <laughs> and and, when and it's they'll have their games Game back. Easily,
1: bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> and the back. And come they'll have on, a Whiteside. Because, because you want to you know why? Because
0: he acting crazy, man. You want to know why? Because why? Because Dame Lillard might be cold. And Dame Lillard, I, if you put him with another superstar, who p- who probably winning a title, but Listen, him and man. CJ, him right, and CJ can't right, get it done. do right. They, don't play if no they defense, can't mess. All right, cool, cool. They can't play no defense. But you gonna tell me they're not a playoff team? You're going to sit look. here and tell me they're not a playoff team after wait. what they did to Russ and OKC in the playoffs last year. Wait, wait, wait. Let me they're just not a up play the playoff team? Hold on, I'm about to pull up the West. NBA Western Conference. Pull no, on. give me. Pull up here, the West. I don't give a damn. Here, let me pull up him. the just, damn
1: West. Just, just, to kind of add on to what you're going to do when you pull up the West. So, that's the six teams I think are guaranteed to make the playoffs. There are four teams I think that could get those last two spots. Of course, it's the Pellys. I think yeah. the Pellys can make it in there. I think the Mavericks have a shot. Uh Houston is still dangerous with James Harden and the Kings. Uh,
0: and 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 I'm glad you said those names. For me, next year this is Brooklyn. Why I don't say Portland. You got the Warriors. Uh-huh. I think D'Lo and, and Steph better backcourt than Port than Dame and CJ. I think mm-hmm. Draymond and the team hold them together. I think the Warriors, low key, if they can make a couple more moves, are not. They're higher than the fourth-best team. I think they're the third-best team, the third or the fourth, with uh, tied with either Utah or Denver. I got Clippers as the, as the number-one team in the West. This is why. Because when you take off Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gilgis-Alexander and you add Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and everything else is the same— That's that's the best team. Not only are they the best team defensively, they have two guys that are two of the best small forwards. And in this league, you need wings to be great. You have Patrick Beverly who can guard all the best point guards. So you're 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 satisfied there. You have Lou Williams to come off the bench and score for you. The problem with LeBron's Lakers is when LeBron comes off the floor, who scores the ball? When Kawhi comes off the floor or Paul George comes off the floor, you have Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. Uh, 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 Ivaca,
1: is, is, isn't Schmidt teams? still on that team?
0: Yeah, Landry Schmidt. You have the, the new people are calling this kid the young Ray Allen, straight-up sniper. You have uh, Ivaka Zubac, who is a young up-and-coming center. That team is stacked. I like the Utah Jazz, what they added with Mike Conley. Star. You finally have a point guard who can take pressure off of Donovan Mitchell. Denver's loaded. I like the Lakers, because I'm not gonna lie, Brian and AD will be deadly. I also so that's four teams I have right there. I like the Spurs. I like the Rockets, and then that's the six team I have that I think. This man Lakers. said
1: the Spurs. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yo. I was about to say, explain the Spurs to me. This is ridiculous. Wait, he's
0: talking about trailblazers not making the playoffs. We fucking <laughs> the playoffs here. Yes, let me finish. Go oh, ahead, yeah, finish. The Spurs, the Spurs were supposed to have the, one of the best young up-and-coming point guards that they thought was going to replace Tony Parker. Homie gets injured for a year. He's fully healthy. I'm talking about DeJounte Murray. You pair DeJounte Murray with uh, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and uh, that young boy who came on last year, Derek White, and then with some of their other players, the Spurs making the playoffs. Now, and you have the best coach with Gregg. Popovich, the Rockets, I'm with Schubert James Harden, Chris Paul I'm more, you should be more appalled at Schubert saying the Rockets might, might not make it. Nah the bro, that, the chemistry Jordan. is fucked up The chemistry is fucked up yeah. in Houston, everybody know that come They're I
1: players yeah. all I
0: love rumors, gonna, come on I think they're gonna figure it out, I think they're gonna figure it out Alright, cool. cool
1: But there are cool. too many other teams that are figuring it out Exactly, have already figured it and out And
0: then now, and then I'm with you Schubert, the Kings The Trail, Um, not the Trailblazers The Kings, the Timberwolves The uh, Pelicans, in the match Yeah,
1: This
0: man said the Timberwolves. Yo, 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 yo. CJ averaged 21 points last year. Dave averaged 25.8. I just looked it up. That's almost 50 points from them every given night. You telling me they're not making the playoffs, bro? We talking I'm, about the trail. I'm we, we talking you. about the cold stone. You know what? This is the difference between growing up in a hood and watching hood basketball and watching fundamentally sound players, all right, AAU players. Dave and CJ, they're giving you 115% every night. And I'm not saying the NBA are. players are not giving you that. But these niggas will really drop 30 points every <laughs> night if they have to. They're making the playoffs. And, they, and you know what? They're going to drop 30, and nobody else going to score, and they're going to lose the damn game. That's what's going to fucking happen. Right? <laughs> I mean, if that's how you feel, I'm, I'm appalled. Because <laughs> when's the last time the Blazers missed the playoffs? Uh, well, it's been a while, but that's what first- I'm talking about. It's been a while, you know why? Because CJ James and is cold. They cold-blooded killers. So they always bro. have a first round and second round exit, and now the West is tougher. But look, 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 I'm not talking about the exit in the. Playoffs. We're talking, talking about, about making, it. making the playoffs. We're oh, no, talking finish. about making the playoffs. You got, you got. We're talking Jacek. about the Kings and the Wolves. Wait, no, let me finish. <laughs> this you got is madness. You got the Kings Luka are good, bro. You got Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis, the European Kobe no, and Shaq. No, 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 no. I, didn't, I didn't say nothing about math. I said you said you mentioned the Wolves and the Kings. Oh yeah, no, this, wait, let me finish. This I gotta, is why I, get to, I am appalled. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, 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 a method to this madness. Uh, The Mavericks, to me, are the the number one competing with the Trailblazers. I think the Mavericks and the Trailblazers are equal in terms of who will get that next spot. Because I think if Luka makes the steps that we expect him to do, if Porzingis comes back healthy, the Mavericks are just as good as the Trailblazers. Next team I got, the Pelicans. The Pelicans... I think that the Pelicans would be higher than where I have them, but I can't say that because it, with the Pelicans, it comes down to how good is Lonzo Ball, how good is Brandon Ingram, and how good is Zion. If there's those, too many
1: question marks.
0: Yeah, there's too many question marks to, to say this early in the season. But I can say this: if everything goes as David Griffin and the Pelicans expect, they're making the playoffs. And they're one of the best, they're one of the better teams in the West. Okay. And, then, and now let me get to the Kings. No, no, no. I, I'm glad you finished. I thought that was okay. The Kings got <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, who is a budding star. Buddy Heald finally looks like the reason why the Pelicans drafted him so high. And he's finally looking like Buddy Heald of old. You got Marvin Bagley III, who they think is an upcoming superstar, who balled out. You got Harry Giles, who fills out that roster. You got a sniper in uh, Bogdanovich. Or it, 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 it's one of the bitches. I I forget his name. But you got him. Then you got... Uh, well, hold on. Let me, I'm, 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 hold on, I'm about to tell you who else they got. The, the Kings have a, a slew of young talent. They got Be- Bela Lisa. they have uh, Bogdan Bo Bogdanovich, and then they got uh, the, uh, Troy Williams and all other kind of guys. The Kings are young, up-and-coming. They have, not not only do they have De'Aaron Fox to shut down Damian Lillard, they have uh, Marvin Bagley III, they got Bogdan Bogdanovich, they got <laughs> Buddy Hield. They are a young team in the making, and now the, okay. the now let me get okay. to the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. They're the last team. I, I, I would put the Trailblazers above the Timberwolves. I think that's a little yeah, um, that's I, a reach. I think that was a reach. I think the Timberwolves are still rebuilding. I think if the Timberwolves somehow get D'Angelo Russell, which people are talking about happening because they feel Golden State won't keep them, and Golden State they feel wants um, Robert Covington and Josh Okogie to fill out their roster. And if that happens, if D'Angelo Russell manages to play with Carl anthony Towns, that's a better team than Portland, I'm sorry. Okay, so, boom, right here. I, I loved it, I loved all your takes, right? But my thing is this, you talking about potential. I'm talking about niggas that's doing it every season. <laughs> you talking about potential, I love it. The potential of what they could do. I'm talking about dudes that's been averaging 20 plus the last three seasons. What are we talking about
1: here? We're talking about two yeah. cold-blooded killers. The, we're talking the last about two thing, cold-blooded killers. I'm confused. Put that the, last, the last thing we came up with, you were like, oh, okay, this mystical, this mystical scenario when D'Angelo Russell goes <laughs> right. to the Kimberwolves. Like, that's He's never not.
0: happening. De'Aaron Fox is not let me be, let me shutting be down Dame or CJ. I'm putting that out there right now. I don't care You're how fast he is. Let We're me be honest. <laughs> Look, when I said the Timberwolves I I accidentally made a a, a fart so I was just trying to yeah. uh, argue my way out of it. <laughs> the only three teams I see is the uh Mavericks, the Pellies and the Kings, not the Timberwolves. I made a mistake when I said that. <laughs> I was <laughs> completely <laughs> confused. I'm like, we talking about the fucking Kings and the Timberwolves? He is drunk. Hey, but don't you for do the Kings. He got the fucking... Look, I'm sleep. I'm so sleep. I, look, I, what, what Drake said... I just took a... Uh, I don't even think. I can't even think right now. I'm so flustered. Because you talking about <laughs> the motherfucking Kings making the playoffs over Damian yes. Lillard and CJ McCollum. And look, I'm not even talking about the rest of the roster. I'm talking about two stone cold-blooded killers. Nurkis is coming... Back they just traded for a Hassan Whiteside. I'm confused. How you don't think that team is better than these teams about, that you're at me. Oh, oh, you talking about Hassan Whiteside? You talking about the dude who is always on IG and trying to hang out with DJ Khaled and don't focus on basketball? Look, that, that's what we're talking about right now. He had to leave Miami. I understand. But look, he coming to the West now. We serious on the West. this ain't <laughs> oh, we, we gonna <laughs> get conference where you can skip, hop and jump, and you in the fucking playoffs, nigga. We fight out here in the West. Ain't no beaches <laughs> in fucking in Portland, not that I know of. <laughs> we are gonna see you no know, jet skis and DJ Khaled in fucking Oregon. I, no. I ain't never seen him uh, We gonna see Hassan better show himself. Even but if he don't, they still making the playoffs, bro. CJ, and, this is crazy. How you don't think <laughs> I don't highly of these two did. players? I don't. I don't respect them. They got swept by the Pelicans. That's uh, and I, that huh huh. Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball. Everybody gets swept down. once in a while. Wait, hold on. Let me finish. I'm about to say <laughs> something that's gonna make you even more mad. If, if the Pelicans make the playoffs and they have a first round meeting with, okay, with uh the Trailblazers, Trailblazers getting their ass whooped. Because Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball will shut down CJ McCollum and Dane Lillard. Because Drew Holiday. And you know what it, it is? I think, I think this is what it is. This is what it is. It's the it's like I said, it's the it's just the way you think about those two players. So I understand. I get it. Hmm. because my guy, Drew Holiday, showed that not only can he he took Rondo and Ian Clark and played showed them how to play defense on Dame Lillard and shut them down. Stupid, am, am I lying? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, we're, talking I'm sorry. About, we're talking about we talking about Rondo. We talk we're talking about somebody who made uh, all defensive. We're talking about Rondo. He oh, said Rondo. he taught Rondo. Oh he Rondo. T- oh, old Rondo. These dudes grew up watching Rondo. Are you are you serious? Yes, this is I'm, blasphemy. I'm you got ass. me thinking like Stephen A. Smith in here. I am confused. <laughs> I am flabbergasted that you think that they taught Rondo how to play defense. Drew I'm sorry, Holliday. He played with Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett taught Rondo. I'm confused. What Kevin going Garnett on? don't play. Don't play. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah, put some respect on his name. Drew, you put some respect on John Rondo's name. I am confused because I'm flabbergasted. He's the one with the ring here.
2: Drew Holiday
0: made one all-star team con- Drew Holiday got what potential what are we talking about what? Drew Holiday got about. you talking energy. about potential oh my god <laughs> potential oh my god you would have thought this man was a <laughs> other fucking science major all this potential mm-hmm. energy
1: he talks he's about he's a psychic bro. He's a psychic. About, he I'm talking about do
0: he's talking about potential potential energy this man is put, a fucking scientist put some respect <laughs> on the black swami's name wow black this is... has been correct more times than not black swami's been correct and let me tell you this about Juhale. put some respect on his fucking name because uh-huh. now that he now that he's the franchise player and the offenses around him everybody in the pelicans organization think he might become the mvp of the league motherfucker. That, is, like that to me is all that potential shit that you've been talking about <laughs> all day and day. All the potential. I love it. they filling up his head. That's what you should do. Uh, AD left. Let's, You know, we got to make somebody the focal point. It makes perfect sense to me. It, I, it, there's nothing wrong with that. But we're talking about Rajon Rondo. We're talking about somebody four-time All-Star, two-time All-Defensive first team, two-time All-Defensive second team. He led the league in steals. He's led the league in assists three times. Drew Drew Holiday didn't teach him shit because all of that (laughs) stuff happened before he joined the Pelicans in 2017. I'm going to just say that. All that stuff happened before, before him and Drew ever stepped in the same practice facility. You talking crazy? (laughs) Drew Holiday didn't teach him that, man. You crazy? (laughs) I had to look up his stats. (laughs) Talking about the same man. Rajon Rondo got taught by somebody he met ten years into his career.
1: (laughs) If anything, it's probably the other way around. Exactly. This is crazy. (laughs) Brooklyn's not energy.
0: It's hot. I'm hot. I had AC back on. Get that nigga CJ and Dame out of here.
1: (laughs) What you gonna see, bro? I'm Yo, like, one, on the, one Summer oh, League topic I want to say. Jackson Hayes threw it down, bro. Uh-huh,
0: bro. Mm. bro- Brooklyn, that boy elevated. God Brooklyn damn. messaged me. No, Brooklyn put on his IG story, oh, congratulations to the Mets for winning the home run derby. I told this nigga, you out here watching baseball and not watching Summer League? You, see, you, my fucking, you see my fucking, you see my response? I said <laughs> I was watching the live tweets. I ain't even turning this shit on. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even, it wasn't even worth turning it on. You feel me? Like, I can go on Twitter and see, you know, the analysts and stuff. It's the summertime. That's all I do is look at analyst page. Because they ain't shit that was going on. Yeah, but no, no, look. Summer League right now is so entertaining. The Pelicans, Nigel, uh, Nikel Alexander Walker, better known as Naw, He is now my favorite rookie. That's the, because I love him. I got to wait to see what Zion does. But as of right. now, Naw is can't my nothing for us to
1: watch. And he's yep. working, dude. And he he is came out there. He's it. playing.
0: That's what I'm saying. He is dropping. now. people thought he was gonna be a small, a uh, uh, shooting guard. This dude is out here dropping eight assists, nine assists, and getting twenty something points. Lonzo Ball, better watch out. Hey, I, I just want to say, shout out to the NBA because the fact that they've gotten us to watch the summer league is is insane, bro. Because I, I remember, bro. remember when I was a kid and we would come back. My brothers would come back from like football practice, or some shit like that, and. Summer League was on, I'm like, boy, you bugging. Let's go outside and trip the But, bro, I remember like, when LeBron the fact came that they got Summer us League. watching this, shout out to that man. Niggas, When LeBron came to Summer League, I, I remember that was the last, like, my dad was like, oh, let me watch this. Ever since then, niggas wasn't watching Summer League. And then right. now, Summer League is so important. Everybody's watching it. But the Bells got the best Summer League team. Also, Boston, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe Boston did the right thing getting rid of Kyrie Irving because now that they have Kimba. They drafted uh, Tremont Waters and, and Carson Edwards. I don't. I, Tremont hasn't been balling like crazy, but Carson Edwards, that nigga from Purdue, yeah, Yo. he balling like,
1: like he got something to prove, dog. I, I've seen a couple of highlights for him so far. I've, I feel him, dude. I, I've watched a lot of his games last season, and I thought that he was one of the best point guards in, the, in college basketball last year. Yo,
0: he should have been a top pick, man. Yeah, it. for sure. He should have been top ten, maybe maybe top fifteen, because he is killing it right now. Carson Edwards isn't missing. Also, gotta shout out the white dude from the Miami Heat, Tyler I'm Hero. I'm dead. Yo, no Brooklyn, Tyler Hero. No, I gone. had to say I'm dead the way you introduced him. Oh yeah, <laughs> I gotta give I gotta give credit to the white basketball players because I always talk about this. American white basketball players aren't getting love that they should. They're the least amount of pop. They're the least popular in the league. They is don't he, have that many stars. Home? Well, yeah, they, it is, fall, they, bro. It, they come it, it, into the league and they fizzle out. That's not my fault. They can yeah, blame Tyler bro, for that. That's what they can blame for. <laughs> I got the scapegoat for you. I got the scapegoat. Go ahead go get
1: him. He did that shit. Because after <laughs> that, white player stock dropped. Yeah, they really did. He it. did that shit.
0: G- well, nobody, nobody's, like trying to mark,
1: nobody's trying to market a white basketball player in the NBA. Well, yeah. even, Let's be real about that. Look, like, Blake Griffin wait, was the closest thing you could get. And he was half.
0: <laughs> no, I'm going to say this. If Gordon Hayward, if Gordon Hayward after that, that season he had in Utah, when he signed with Boston, if Gordon Hayward wouldn't have broke his leg and if he would have balled out how people thought he would, he would have been marketed as the next Larry Bird, the
1: great white well, again, horse. Again, with the potential, because like, yeah. we don't know if he would have been able to ball.
0: What? I'm just saying, because he was balling before. And he was getting a lot of market. He started off with two commercials, and then he broke his leg, and them commercials stopped. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you got a point though. You do got a point. If if he'd have been able to ball once he got to a top market team, That's he would have got mean. a lot more endorsements. You're right. He no, had, you're definitely right about that. He had a video game endorsement. Th- f- I remember that first game because I remember when he broke his leg. Right before he broke his leg, they played three or two Gordon Hayward commercials, and it was it was about him. People people were excited they got Kyrie, but Boston was hyped that they got Hayward. Yeah, like, no, they, that was exactly what they was hyped for. Like. The, the Kyrie thing was like the icing on the cake, but like yeah. for them, the cake was well, yeah, Gordon Hayward. Because
1: Boston is the one team in the NBA that wants to market a white basketball player. Because yeah, they, got, they already
0: got Tom Brady. They and got all the hockey players. If Tyler Hero <laughs> turns out to be like he is, him and Jimmy Butler going to make some noise with the Heat. Because oh, that yeah. that dude is balling. But Summer League is fun right now. The best team really is the Pels. Because with uh, Alex Nikhil Alexander-Walker and, and Jackson Hayes... Jackson Hayes is making me think, get Anthony Davis the fuck out of here. We got the young boy. Oh, man. <laughs> this man in the potential. Yo. Come I, I got to say this, though. For every fan out here listening to us clown right now, I, we definitely understand the summer league. We got to see how these dudes play in the league. I'm not crazy. I love crazy. you saying we. Well, this is thing not a we thing. This <laughs> motherfucker speaking French. I am not on board with him.
1: <laughs> well, the thing about some of these summer league teams, though, is that a lot of the guys, well, not a lot of them, but for a few of the teams, some of the guys are starters. Yeah. Even, if we, even for the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. Some of
0: them are competing for starting spots. Some of them are competing for spots. It's going to be interesting to see with the Pelicans this year how Nikhil Alexander-Walker competes against uh, J.J. Reddick and Lonzo Ball. Because oh, just get Frank
1: out of here, man. Like,
0: and, well, for, no, but Frank Ball's in summer league, too. That's the thing. It's going to be a big competition. Yeah, it's going to be a fight for, for minutes, Frank, for sure. Frank Jackson dropped 30 in summer league. He dropped 30 easy. Frank looking good. Nikhil looking good. And now I got to see how Lonzo looking. If Lonzo does not come with his, his P's and Q's ready and his I's and T's dotted and crossed, he, he might lose his spot. He really might. He started
1: the no first game of season, though. Oh yeah, he the, will start lo- start. the Lonzo <laughs> hype's real in New Orleans. Dude. Yeah, like, about, they, that's they, why I said I had to stop they got him, him on the, they got <laughs> him on the front of the marketing poster. Oh yeah, <laughs> no,
0: if Brandon Ingram might lose his starting spot too. Yeah, because you him his lose first. forward? Because because Lonzo balls six seven, it allows you to start another guard because Lonzo can this, guard the small forward because he's tall as shit. Exactly. No, Summer League is looking good. We'll talk more about it next week. Any final thoughts on Kawhi? Uh, I'm excited to see what they do. Same. I think, and, and I'm with you. I'm excited to see what they do. And I do think they're the, they're the best team in the West right now over the Lakers. I think the Lakers roster with Boogie Cousins, AD, Rondo, Avery, Bradley. I think they got a lot of injury concerns. And I think yeah. if one of them gets hurt, the Lakers are screwed.
1: Yeah, my final thought for Kawhi is that with the decision that he made to go to the Clippers, and I mean, if it could have been, I would, you know with his decision to go to the Clippers and getting Paul George, he set the tone for what the NBA's direction is now. Now yep. I think it is to be the competitive duos, yeah, you know. instead of the big threes. Man, yeah. if we
0: thought KD was going to change the landscape, isn't it crazy how his injury affected everything? Oh, I knew I had one more thing before I, I before we get out of here. Oh, uh, Isn't it crazy Paul George now could be Scottie Pippen? Like, Paul George's legacy was going to be, like, one of those great players of the decade, but people weren't going to remember him. If him and Kawhi win win some championships, Paul George is now Scottie Pippen.
1: I think that's a good role. Yeah.
0: I think that will fit him well. No, I think that will because he showed that he could not be a great one. He showed he's not Batman, and he shows... He, he He's a great Robin, but for them to win, he needs an equally as good Batman, which Russell Westbrook was not. And I think with him and Kawhi, it's going to work out real well. I'm excited to see that. But the thing is, how healthy is he? Because he's not going to start off the season healthy. Right. Because he's, he, 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 he's got to finish rehabbing his surgery. But that's all I really want to say about Paul George, the legacy thing. Westbrook, I didn't want I, I my... to say that. I was just about to say that. Where what y'all, what y'all, what y'all, what y'all think he's going? Y'all think he's staying?
1: He's going to Miami, man.
0: I, I think he's going to Miami. I think he's going to Miami or Detroit, whichever one is trying Detroit. to. Detroit. Yeah, wait, let me see. Look. Potential. Hold up. Wait, the Pistons, hold up. Everybody has been talking about the Detroit because the Pistons need to sell tickets. And they're yeah, fully. They, do. Com- they just got a new arena. That's what I'm saying. They're fully, com- <laughs> they're fully committed to Blake Griffin. And they're not showing that, like, they're trying to rebuild. Blake Griffin's under these this long-ass contract. Yeah, yeah. If you're not about to rebuild and you gotta sell tickets, why not pair Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin and say you got a new version of the bad boys? Hold up, business? hold up, hold up, hold up! Don't don't st- you better start in, uh, including Drummond into this conversation. <laughs> Him too, I mean, All right, I, Cause you be over there on this potential shit, but I be look, seeing you be forgetting about the niggas that's out here killing already.
1: Well, what look, what's Andre Detroit? Drummond, what's Detroit gonna give?
0: That's what I was about um, to say. I, I think Andre. I think Andre uh, Drummond's part of the tree. Okay. Yeah, I think he's part of the tree. I think. See, they, I don't think so. I don't. Think, I don't think they want no. I don't think they want any big contracts. I don't think they want any of them shits. I think they would take some sh- like some shit, like some o- really shitty okay, players. Picks. Yeah, I think okay, OKC would we'll take some shitty players and some picks right now because they look like they all in 76ers mode right now. No, they do. But let me tell you why I think they include Drummond because Drummond has a, a relatively decent contract. And if they trade Drummond, that means OKC can also get rid of Steven Adams, too. Mm, and then trade, I forgot about Adams, that. trade Adams and Russ for Drummond, some picks, and, and whoever else they're trying to get expiring. And that way, your new, your new big three in Detroit is Blake, Steven, and uh, Russ, Russ Westbrook. They make the playoffs. I'll give them that. Oh, they yeah. make the playoffs easy.
1: Now, do they win oh, it? Man. No. And Do you guys think that Russell Westbrook would have any interest in playing for the Pistons? Because like, I, don't I think feel so. like not only like the whole that. thing with the, I feel like the whole thing with the Heat is that Russ wants to play for the Heat. Yeah, right?
0: I think him and Jimmy would make a, a damn good duo. I think him and Jimmy make They'd the make play playoffs. playoffs, and I think honestly, due to the fact of Jimmy Butler's like aggressiveness and the, his mentality, I think that kind of meshes with Russ, and I yeah. think he might I think if they go to Miami because he's aggressive and his mentality kind of the same. Yep, and I think that might be the first superstar that actually plays well with Russell Westbrook. That's a hot take because him and Jimmy are old school and they play that same way. Mm. Like out of all the wings, the Paul George and KD, Paul George and KD were too soft-spoken. They were yeah. too, uh, they were too AAU mentality. Jimmy's '90s baby. Jimmy is hard-nosed, whatever it takes to win. And I think him and him and Russ might actually get along together. That's why I think Miami is the best place.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's what are they going to give? But I feel like it really doesn't matter what the Heat give because I feel like Russ is just pushing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, you're absolutely right, and it sucks for Russ. But I think now it's official—he is the one player in the NBA that is the hardest to play with. Hey, and because Melo left, that's why. Yo, <laughs> shout out yeah. to Melo! Shout out <laughs> to the Knicks tape, man. You fucking suck. <laughs> Yo, Brooklyn just straight up said that nigga fucking suck. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Look, when you're the basketball <laughs> cancer, you're the basketball cancer. I didn't make up the rules. That it, I, I, was, I was born in them. I'm sorry, well, Russ is now the basketball cancer, and I hate I hate hating on Russ because everybody does it. And I, I was one of the first people that was like, I hate his game when everybody on Twitter was like, yeah, pro Russ. And now that everybody's joined that bandwagon, I'm kind of trying to get off it because it's, I don't. I think everybody's beating up on him too much, and I hopefully he learns his lesson. But he put it on himself. He really did. Yeah, he did. Like, it was like you, it was kind of obvious. Like when you have James Harden and, and Kevin Durant, but you're trying to shoot sixty shots. No wonder those dudes want to leave. Everybody was facts. And then yeah. when, and, and, and now then when, it's po- crazy. Now again. No, I was just saying because and then when Paul George is finally playing like an MVP and when you get to the playoffs and beca- you start pouting. You revert and not- back to the same stupid shit yeah. before? It's like, bro, you didn't learn your lesson. You deserve all of this. Hopefully, he can get his shit together and be more about the team instead of stats because he's all about stats. And exactly. And on top of that, now he's looking at himself like, wow, I've done 11 years in the league. And... Other than individual achievements, I ain't got nothing to show for it. Nothing. Them MVPs don't mean shit. Don't mean a damn thing. Like, Schubert, I think your point about the NBA MVP is is even more so apparent now than it's ever been. At least when we were growing up with Kobe and Steve Nash, when they won their MVPs, that meant something.
1: Now, the I don't really think the Steve Nash MVP meant that much. Wow. Yo, y'all getting crazy today. <laughs> Y'all know, look, I gave up. I gave up the sun, shit, right? But you're not about <laughs> to go
0: back in time and hurt me like that. That's what I. I didn't do that. That was the sun. Is The sun? What is a, that? A championship? Look, the Kobe. Look, look. Kobe is a stone cold and he goes to a killer. Championship? Co- stone, Kobe is a stone cold killer. And Kobe's the
1: reason why they never made it to the, the finals because Big fat. they lost. And bloody knows and all that, bro. It, like call it the Player of the Year trophy. Because the MVP is whoever's ho- holding the trophy at the end. No, and look, that's what I'm going to say. Real. Well, but back when Kobe
0: and Steve got the MVPs, they gave it out during the – like right during the first round of the playoffs. So it, yeah, yeah, well, it still ma- – yeah, exactly. Now, now it doesn't matter at all, even more so. But with Steve, to, to Schubert's point, how they didn't win a championship, that's blame to the owner because when they – when the league was wide open right after the Pistons won the championship or the, the – when Ron Artest, that documentary we saw, when Ron Artest in Indiana was supposed to win, Joe Johnson was going to resign to Phoenix. Uh-huh. He said he wanted to, but the owner didn't want to pay him that money. Joe Johnson left, and that's why they lost. That team yeah. had Steve Nash, Joe Johnson, Sean Marion, Amari Stoudemire, and somebody else. That team was stacked. That it team was killing, won. bro. We had, all of, we had all the foreign players. It's like we was the Spurs, this shit. We had Boris D. out. Javel. was it, bro, Boris was kidding, Come on, bro. Yep, no, y'all should have won bro. that. Yeah, y'all should have won But don't that. go back in there and hurt me like that too. We're moving past that. We're not going back that far in history. Well, I mean, like,
1: you could just go to any year, the MVP, and you're going to tell me that an MVP, that one MVP didn't win the title. I'm going to tell you it's worthless. Like, yeah, well, well, are, well are, I mean, are we, now. Are we, if, are we hanging up banners for MVPs? No, but I mean, no, at the but, same
0: same time, it was. It's like uh, Lin said when they were giving them out in the first round, with shit still, you know, when they it were all in the playoffs, it didn't take away from
1: you know what they did because it was oh, still yeah, yeah. relevant. Because that was a, in the playoffs. You know, that was the saying. best player of the year. The right. That's what I'm saying, and year. that's
0: exactly what it was. But now it's like this thing where it's at the end, and we've already crowned the champion. After we've already crowned the a Finals MVP after the draft. Like it means. It's absolutely garbage, zero, nothing when it comes to the end of June. It means absolutely nothing to us. Like, I feel bad for Giannis because I felt like if this was... We, we should have talked about that more. He gave such an I finally watched his speech. It was like KD's. My mom's the real MVP. It was emotional. Right. And nobody gave a fuck about it because it, it didn't matter. The NBA got to fix that. The NBA has Yeah, it. they got to go back to it because at this point, it doesn't matter at all. It really anybody. doesn't. And I know but, Nike was waiting to pull, roll out his sneaker for the MVP thing. Yep. And- they would have did it during the playoffs his shit would have sold way more and i know like yep. he's probably like yo the nba is fucking us right now with this shit bro imagine if they would have released the the mvp right at the first round when when Giannis is sweeping uh the pistons and everybody thinks he's gonna win a championship everybody would have bought the Giannis shoe That's what now I'm, it's now I'm it's saying, like bro yannis oh, is mad shoe. i know they mad yeah now <laughs> Giannis, Giannis got expo- exposed and lost and now nobody might buy that to buy that damn shoe So it's crazy. But the final topic of the day, I just wanted to see what you guys thought because I thought this was interesting. One of my favorite players is getting a documentary. It's coming out in 2020. D-Wade. D-Wade's giving a documentary, and this is the synopsis to it. I'm looking forward to sharing this very personal documentary that peels back the layers of my emotional 16-year journey with all of its twists and turns, peaks and valleys. It's been a roller coaster ride, and the never-before-seen footage shows my fans how I made my own way through this incredible adventure. It's going to go through its tale, time at marquette when he had to get uh the surgery is going to go through all of his different surgeries him playing with yeah i'm about to say he broke yeah his mind, so it should be that's what i'm surgeries. saying with the shack with the shack championship the lebron championship him going to the bulls going coming back to miami i'm really excited for this documentary i'm a big fan of sports documentaries are y'all excited for the d wade doc
1: will he explain how he pulled gabrielle union facts uh, Bro, because <laughs> honestly,
0: there's a lot of shit in know. D-Wade's life that doesn't really excite me. I'm not gonna lie to you, because he didn't really have that dark of a past for me to really be this intrigued. Like, you know, for example, for like Ron Artest or some of the other crazy ass players we've had in the league. I'm excited to hear about some of the stuff, especially like the mentality you go through when you go through, you know, all those injuries and shit. Cause I know what fucks you yeah. and your psyche. But as far as like, you know, like the what it's What's going to hook me? I don't know if this documentary has that hook. to See, you know what's going to hook me? It, the the expl- explanation of how they got the big three together. And then he says he's mm-hmm. going to go in depth on when LeBron left. I want to know how he felt about that, how he truly felt.
1: Real. After Yeah, I talk- think there's a lot of topics in there that could be really interesting.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, after you taught LeBron how to win and he just chooses to leave, the type of man it takes to still be that guy's friend, I want to know about that. That's the hook for me. I mean, Yo, you've you, you you been tripping with it. this taught shit, man. you be really crazy about this shit, No, wait, wait, man, wait, wait. wait. Taught wait. Shit, so, you know, so you took, so so, wait, oh, oh, now you got me hot. D-Wade didn't teach LeBron how to win? I don't know if it was a oh! teach thing. I feel like that was more of a mutual thing, bro. Like, you're you tripping. Think, Shaq, Shaq taught D-Wade how to win a championship. D-Wade took what Shaq taught him and taught LeBron. That's, that's the truth. I don't know, man. LeBron did not know. know how, man. LeBron did not know how to win before D Wade. He was not winning in the playoffs. LeBron was not. He was playing yeah. with Ogalskis. He had uh, Boogie Gibson. Come on, man. Look, <laughs> nah. if, had, if, look, if, if you I LeBron got James Shaq in two thousand five and I was LeBron James and I had Shaq on my roster, two thousand and five, yes, I would have said Shaq taught him how to win. But two thousand and five to twenty eleven. Come on, my nigga. No, Come on, bro. You, bro. LeBron, LeBron learned a lot, a lot of shit. LeBron didn't that time, win. man. I don't know have... about to teach him how to win, though. I feel if, like, if you want to ask, like me... he just didn't have the right roster when he made it nope. to the playoffs. I mean, the, the finals of
1: 2007. D-Wade, so, so, London, so London, who's going to teach Zion how to win? Who's going to teach Zion
0: how to win? Lonzo. Oh, this.
1: Oh yeah, you know he it. Drew Holiday made it to the second round of the playoffs. Look, look, stupid! How many you titles has he made? You it are,
0: to? Alvin Gentry gonna teach him how to win, fucker? Cause Alvin I'm Gentry has one. How, how many?
1: How many title games does Alvin Gen- head he has Alvin Gentry One. He, he has one.
0: He has a championship. Nigga, he has a
1: championship. Well, Sit well, your as ass
0: assistant. down. Oh, Trigger, I don't give a damn. Sit your ass down. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be, look, trying to make. All, I'm saying, is this. all, all no, I'm saying I'm is this. I'm just trying to say that Drew Holiday has three, three accomplishments. It's in his NBA career to so the the list of shit that Rondo did. Drew ain't <laughs> teaching fabulous. nobody shit. Drew ain't teaching nobody how to win, okay? Because Drew, Drew ain't teaching Rondo how to win. Drew, Drew ain't, ain't him never been
1: to the water. Drew ain't teaching how to drink. He ain't yeah, been to the water yeah, he yeah, I mean, he he point, The hard. point that I'm trying to make is that some players just are – at this natural level winner. that are their natural winners, LeBron. If we're saying that Zion's going to be at the LeBron level and you're putting as much stock as you are in Zion, I mean, I've seen Alvin Gentry wearing the Zion shirt at the Summer League. I mean, this the team has bought into Zion. No one's going to teach him how to win. He's right. got to come out there and do it because there's That's no— why-
0: they're going to get young. They're going to get some veterans. That's why you got people like J.J. Reddick. That's why you got people like Drew Holiday to explain how m- teaching how to How many, how
1: to how many t- championships has J.J. Reddick played for? I mean, look, J.J. Reddick might not... Hey, have you talking positions. crazy. He's look, talking crazy, bro. J.J.
0: Reddick has playoff experiences, and you can learn from the losses just as much as you learn from the wins. Now, right. I will say this. Now, hey, I can finish. make that same argument for wait, LeBron, wait. No, I got you. I got you. Until to, to win the championship... Zion's, gonna end, Zion's probably going to have to lose one because he's not going to have someone to teach him how to win. But once he loses and gets his own experience, then he'll make his strides. LeBron lost one, and then when he got back, D-Wade was like, nah, bro, you don't do it like this. This is how we do it, and we're going to the guns. They lost. Yeah. Lost. yeah they lost. So look, look, look. He lost once in 2007. Then they went together in 2011. And he lost with D-Wade. So therefore, yeah, my point exactly is this. D-Wade ain't no teacher. Because no, 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 no. no. <laughs> because LeBron did not, know, did not want to listen to D-Wade and play the right way. And I don't D-Wade know, bro. Like, no, no, look, let me tell you. All right, LeBron ahead, was trying. To, LeBron was trying to default, defer to D-Wade. And D-Wade was like, no, bro, you are the best player right now. I'm just here to be a Batman and teach you how to get over the hump. And once you do and once you do that, we're gonna win. And when LeBron listened to D. Wade, they won a the championship the next It year. sounds like it said it sounded like what you just said was D Wade told him to score the basketball. And that made him that <laughs> That's why he taught him how to win was to basketball. You are talking crazy. What did your girl put in your drink this morning? You must have sat in your drink when you first woke up. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You bugging the fuck out today. You don't Look, I'm just telling you, D-Wade was the bad man on that, them heat teams and LeBron was robbing and he had to learn how to win.
1: What what I will say though about the D, the D- Wade documentary, <laughs> what I will say about the D Wade documentary topics that I want to see touched on is like, you know, because you got to remember D Wade came out of Marquette. That's and obviously I think he kind of had a similar come up. I would I, I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell, even though it's not too similar, but like you know, Donovan Mitchell didn't really have a lot of hype coming out of the draft. No, yep. But then all of a sudden he just has this a uh, killer season. And G. Wade had a killer season. Then all of a sudden you get Shaq, and we're like, oh, man. Like, what is this team? They come out and, I, I feel like, come out of nowhere in a way. And win. They, and win a title. Yep. And now Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's kind of become a star. How does he deal with that stardom after not having that before? And then the process of getting the team back together with LeBron and uh, and, and Bosch. who nobody and, ever mentions, and then and, and then talking about the ex the Exodus of LeBron, and also the, the time where he was kind of dealing with what he wanted out of his career was it staying in Miami? He goes that does that that project down in Chicago because he wanted to be in his hometown. Then and plays like, with the Cleveland, and, and then he goes to play the Cleveland with LeBron. Like I kind of want to know what his mindset was with all that too, and eventually yeah. coming back. I nope. will say this though. Dwayne Wade was picked fifth overall. Donovan
0: Mitchell wasn't picked fifth overall. Yeah, was Donovan was like ninth or four. Oh yeah, 14th. Yeah, 14. exactly. Yeah, no, D Wade, this documentary is going to be dope. I'm excited to see. D Wade's the third best shooting guard of all time. Under Who's the Kobe. second two? Uh, Mike's one, Kobe's two. I'm just making sure, man. And I can't. <laughs> oh, n- you're now you're questioning me? Get out of crazy. here. I'm black, you're crazy. Yeah, the, man. The crazy. But look, I'd say this. I can't. If you want to know the truth, I can't rank uh, Mike number one because I've never seen Mike play. So if you ask me from people I've seen, it's Colby, one D Wade, two. But if if you ask in the objective basketball mind, I, I gotta put Mike one. But yeah, I hate crazy people, shit. I hate people from my generation always ranking Mike and Magic when they never saw him play. And YouTube, I get you can go watch them on YouTube, but it, it's not the same when you. If you would have watched LeBron after his career and just watched the highlight vids, you'd have been like, he's the greatest player ever. But if you're not in the era, if you're not in the time, and you see him lose to the Dirk Nowitzki Mavericks, or you see him lose to the Spurs, or you see him lose to all these teams, this man just said teams that got Hall of Famers on it. I'm sorry, Jason Kidd and Dirk is going to Hall of Fame. So you telling me that Tim team Duncan, Mario Ginobili, you should- and Tony Parker going to the Hall of Fame? You telling you're me that crazy. You telling me that Heat team should have lost? You telling me that Dirk Nowitzki is top ten in the scoring list of oh all? Oh my time. God! What are we talking? Oh my God! He yo, woke up that, and drank the, the crazy Spurs juice. The first team that beat
1: the Heat team was better than that Heat team.
0: Exactly. Brooklyn, what are you talking Brooklyn, about, bro? And matter of fact, matter of fact, put four uh, put four Hall of Famers on there because Kawhi is gonna be a Hall of Famer one day too. You but, crazy, I, you crazy, bro? Four Hall of Famers and they got. I'm going to give you the Spurs. I'm going to give you the Spurs. The Spurs when the Heat lost, I'll give you that because they got Tony, Manu, Tim, and Kawhi. Even though Kawhi played with a broke-down Tim, a broke-down Manu, and a broke-down Tony. But listen, the only, broke down. the only person that was broke <laughs> down, the only person that was broke down was Manu. Slack. That's crazy. This is LeBron, crazy, bro. We make arguments for Brian, like, oh, these niggas wasn't hurt. But I guarantee if Kobe Bryant was on that Heat team, them niggas wouldn't have fucking lost. Listen, he is an aggressive scorer. There's nothing you can do about the mentality that LeBron has. We can't change that. He doesn't want to be... He, that's he, why the league like lost. Said, he's the first generation AAU player. He, he brought that, I want all my friends to have stats just like me, into the league. He did that. The rest of the dude was coming in the league. Give me the ball. Get the fuck out of my way. That, <laughs> that was it just a... Different... But, but, that, time, bro. but e. the e. fact she that, that lost you're lost trying to downplay... Way. You just downplayed Six Hall of Famers in my face. Yep, big facts, big six, facts. Just, six Hall of Famers. He should not have madness. lost. This is he should blue. not have lost to that, to that Mavericks team. <laughs> uh-huh. That Mavericks team that lost to the eighth seed the year before after they had the best record. They got stunned by Baron Davis, Jason Richardson, and a bunch of hobos. That's who they got. <laughs> that's who they lost to. That's what that Mavericks team lost to: Jason look. Richardson uh, and Baron Davis and a bunch of hobos. But that's the team that beat LeBron James, Dwyane Wade, and Chris Bosh. Get the fuck out of here, my nigga. Get so the for fuck that, but here. but and for that, the thing is, the way you putting it is like it's only a knock against LeBron's armor. What about Wade and Bosh? They was on that team too. Oh, and well, the look. passive, the passive. You shoot, I'ma just chill and get mine's later. Person that LeBron is. The dick should be on their armors more than his. If anything, no, 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 no. Wait, let me tell you this. Because Wade told him to shoot that year, and then once they lost, it t- it took LeBron to realize. Oh wait, I actually just d Wade was like, "Yeah, nigga." But you're right. It does put a chink on their armor. But the thing is, th- they're not in the conversation for the best player of all time. It's LeBron, so it's a chink in his armor. Yes, yes. So, this. Is- the- Don't lose to the German. Don't lose to Uh, that that Frenchman, that Argentinian, that nigga that broke down nigga from the Caribbeans, and that young nigga who couldn't hit a free throw with cornrows in his head. If you're supposed to be the best player, don't lose to them bums. They bums now. These are (laughs)
1: all the four. Duncan has just.
0: As (laughs) It's <laughs> not rings as Kobe. I don't see a bump. I'm confused. <laughs> he not a bum. Just like the <laughs> only reason why no. his stats were not glamorous was because Pop always limited his minutes. <laughs> that was a that was a fuck around line. That was crazy. This is you, crazy. You know Tim Duncan, the best power forward of all time. Like, like this I'm not... is madness right <laughs> Right now. Boy. <what? laughs> I'm just fucking around with that last one. I minute. got a
1: I got a Michael Jordan hot take. What, yeah, what, I like I like to hear that. I think uh Tim Tebow is a better minor league baseball player than Michael Jordan.
0: Oh, well, that's not a hot oh, tip. Yeah. That's true. That's 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you bugger. Yeah, you bugger. The- Michael Jordan was one of the worst baseball players ever. <laughs>
1: hey, <laughs> go, ba- go Barons, though. Go Barons.
0: <laughs> but that's all the time we got this week. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us talk about sports and talk about everything else we talked about. Oh, wait. Brooklyn, we didn't talk about April Jones. Who? I- wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I was, like, during, I was supposed to bring this up during I was supposed to bring this up during hot boy, hot girl summer. Just give me real quick so I can read this. So I can get your take. Cause you gon' you gonna, if you thought you was getting upset at me, wait till you hear this. So do you know Omarion from BK? Yeah. Omarion's ex baby mama oh, went Oh, okay, wait, I do know yes. that is. Yeah. Okay, so listen, to this. poor Omarion. That's how I started off this 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 uh paragraph. Poor Omarion. His ex April Jones went on to list 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 off men that are reportedly begging to get in her pants on IG Live, including some of the most popular athletes and musicians in the world. This is what she said on IG Live. What happened to the game? He's right here. He texted me Happy Mother's Day. I'll fuck your pussy. Slap it again. That's what the game said. The game texts me all the time. Bitches love him, and that nigga texts me about getting in my pussy. What's up with you, bitches? He loves me. He respects me. Hey, little fizz, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. I respect you. Fucking Shiggy Show wants to fuck me. Fucking Nate Robinson wants to fuck me. Fucking Paul Pierce wants to fuck me. Fucking Ew. Kevin Durant wants to Ugh. fuck me fucking Shaq wants to fuck me. Shaquille O'Neal, yeah, anybody. Y'all niggas mad. It's okay, guys. It's okay for people to reach out and honor someone. It doesn't mean you're fucking them. It just means they honoring you. She went on to name even more gentlemen and more list of rappers, and she says this. So let me just say I'm a celebrity because Omarion fucked this pussy, and I have two kids by him, and now other celebrities want to fuck this pussy. Lil' Fizz want to fuck this pussy. I'm a celebrity in a game want to fuck this pussy. ASAP Rocky want to fuck this pussy. And all these niggas, if y'all wow. want fuck to fuck this pussy, y'all can call my number. High girls got a point for that one. <laughs> wow. Uh, Omarion gotta take three L's for this. Okay, you can't take one or two. He gotta take a a a, a three P of L's for this.
1: Um you gotta kill him. <laughs> yeah man I mean, this you, man, talk, talk you gotta a about... rope. <laughs> Talk about having an icebox where his heart used to be, man.
0: That's cold. <laughs> oh, <you laughs> that a good
1: pull, dude. But I kill me. You gonna do him like that? Look,
0: <laughs> hot girls got a point. For Bro, that. you gotta kill her for that, man. Look, you Yo. can't, we, can't, we can't salvage this. We can't be homies. We can't even be cordial co-parents, dog. Like I gotta kill you now, cause you acting crazy. She went on like, IG. And the, game all the game is thirsty. The game is thirsty. Yeah. Cole Pierce and KD, you're not getting a point for that. Kay? Yo, KD, was I, know a I know a lot of people that fuck KD. And a lot of them is just bitches on IG. They just fucking Instagram bitches. He probably in all their DMs. You do not get a point for KD. I'm sorry. Bitch. No. You're not she getting a point show? for that. She said you're not getting she... a point for that either. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> This nigga from the- Yo, I remember I used to work at Applebee's in Queens, and Shiggy used to come in and ask us for quarters so he could take the bus. You're not getting a point for that, boy. You're not getting a point for that. Get the fuck out of here with that. And we're talking about Shaq and Shiggy. You like you're talking about Shaq, bro. I know Shaq in mad, big's DMs. Cut it out. Shaq, I can tell you, still I can tell you that same twenty-five-year-old who was in LA, bro. Shaq, my 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 pops used to party with Shaq. And said Shaq used to wear condoms to to the club with his over his pants. So all the bitches would have to do is just unzip his zipper and slide the dick out so he could fuck. Them. I'm trying to tell you, like <laughs> she's talking about people that's dogs. And she yeah. thinks she like, like winning out here. Like the game is one of the biggest hoes on Instagram. Big facts. That's the nigga that pulled I'm surprised he pictures he just h- him holding the dick. Right. Like she wildin'. He could have just posted that shit under her comment saying he wanna fuck. If I'm Omari, and nobody would have been appalled. I'm, if I'm Omarion, the fact that she said "shiggy," I am never talk. Uh-uh, we, like the, you did all of it, but the fact you said "shiggy." Yeah, I got to you, me, bro. You telling me shit? I got to for who, that. Who, who Drake was just making everybody go around ass, do the dance, do the that nigga shiggy? <laughs> come on, fam. Not, not like the yeah, bro. Come on, <laughs> that shit was that was wild, bro. Like, <laughs> all the players, she's not getting. A point for none of them players. Nate Robinson. Maybe if she right, like if she would have said, like, it, maybe she don't got the damn from these type of people. You know what I'm saying? If, if she would have said, Steph, Bron, maybe Tyrese, Steph, give me, give me some good looking NBA players. You out here talking about these niggas that look like bulldogs. She said ugly. Like, like niggas yeah. care about Paul Pierce. She's she might have she might well man. In Lamar Adam. Right. Yeah. She might as well, and Ron Artest, go ahead, give it to me, baby. Like, what the <laughs> fuck you talking about? And <laughs> she, she, yo, this shit was hilarious. So, hi, girls, y'all. The score is probably fifty-five to about twenty. Y'all got twenty points because of April Jones. <laughs> <'Cause> she bucked. <laughs> she She violated Omarion. Yeah, Omari. This I is feel just like happy, this. She's not about to disrespect me. And shout out, oh, Nate Robinson. To fuck yeah. Like these niggas not even. These niggas not even fucking five nine. Like, <laughs> you, oh yeah, pull up, bitch. Pull up, bitch. Like you're not about to disrespect me with a bunch of short niggas. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like she might as well have said Kevin Because now, bitch, I want to fight. <laughs> and then she got the nerve to go fuck his best friend, Lil Fizz. But see, that's Lil Fizz breaking bro code, and not but, really But like he f- likes bro. You never trust a light skinned nigga. That's, see, that's 101 That's called 101 He can I'm be your cold blooded you brother. I'm Yo, not gonna let you do that to the light skin. Trust light skin brothers. Go ahead, let me let me hear you talk about it. Go ahead, then. let me hear ma- your look, perspective look. on it. Cause I I'm not gonna say that I'm part of the light skin community, but I'm not part of the dark skin. It community. sound like it. I'm like a you I'm light like skin mix. I'm a mix between nah, you caramel, mocha, nah. and light skin. So yeah, that's what we at. Nah, 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 you light skin? So, nah, you light skin, bro. So look, not all light skin niggas like that. That's just a that's just a filthy nigga for for fucking with your friends. Dark skin niggas filthy too. Yeah. Y'all niggas filthy too. Right, because Tristan Thompson is definitely on side. Tristan Thompson side. is as as on I your side. Be on his side. And he is Yeah, he still... on his side. Yeah, yeah. He a, he cold a cool bloody nigga. I <laughs> tell <He laughs> you know know what. He have been... said Tristan. Yeah. I would give us a more points for Tristan because that yeah. shit would have made me laugh more. <laughs> Yo if Tristan Tristan, I'd have <laughs> been like, God damn, Tristan, you in the news again? <laughs> Fuck, man. Tristan got 30 points for the hot boys. <laughs> for real, bro, like he really he's really taking us into the next decade. Like, when we turn the page into 2020, he is at the top of the dark-skinned list. And I'm sorry, but we started off 2010 with Tyrese Gibson, and we're going into 2020 without Because Tristan has taken over. And we don't have room for niggas that cry on on Instagram. Because we out here telling baby mamas how it is 100% of the time, all the time. And you crying over men. you You crying over men. Of a movie <laughs> and a movie, you crying over these dudes. You yeah, y'all used to be my best friends. Like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Hell no. Darkskin Brothers was looking bad in the 2010s. Y'all was so we had bad. to leave Tyrese in the past, and we're going into 2020 and <laughs> with, with our new leader, Tristan. Tristan Thompson. Cause he out here fucking wilding, man. <laughs> City Boys 2020. Y'all already know what it is. And when we when we get the band back together, and it's Beanie Boys 2022. <laughs> It's gonna be a hot boy summer, oh, and I'm trying to tell you. Yo, shout out to the yo. BA boys. Yo, BA boys, we out here. Shout out to B, shout out to Shuby, shout out to Charles, shout out to Justin, shout out to uh, Josh Hart, shout out to Brandon Ingram, B-A boys, we out here. (laughs) Out here in these streets, man. (laughs) But that's all the time we got today, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you had a good laugh at this podcast, because I've been laughing my ass off all this time. Brooklyn, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at, baby. And that's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, and that's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. Not at all. Shuby, tell the people they can find you on social media.
1: You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Asian14. Bros Who Binge is on the network every Friday. Uh, this week we have no movie, but we already have some things that we want to talk about. I definitely am going to have a rant about people and the etiquette of when we should put start talking about shows when they've only been released not even for a week. For real. <laughs> Like, I'm somebody not gonna watch <laughs> I'm not gonna sit and watch eight hours of Stranger Things. Like I don't have luck. <laughs> hey bro, and I had to I almost split somebody for that. <laughs> Yo, they spoiled
0: that shit for YouTubers.
1: <laughs> no, I've been I've been having to pretty much get off of the internet for this week because like <laughs> Everything pops up. It's like, oh, what What about this part about Stranger Things Episode 5? I'm like, I'm not at Episode 5. Uh, give, me a, give me a minute here. It hasn't even been see, a week. But see, how you going to say that when every Sunday me and you was tweeting about Game of Thrones? But, but that was one at a time is what I'm saying. Like, and that's time. Telling, you're telling, me, yeah, you're telling me I had to watch a whole season of a show in, a in week, one day. days. Just because yeah. you ain't got no fucking just, like just, that's just inconsiderate you, nah just he's right like, he's right yeah just because you didn't go out on the fourth of july <laughs> yeah just because you ain't do
0: shit the whole weekend i gotta go home and, and cram a whole season in the one day <laughs> yeah y'all got a point we're gonna talk about that also Shuby, we gotta talk about young justice because it is back yes ladies and gentlemen young justice is back but be sure to follow brooklyn and schubert on social media you can follow me at lynn bwt on twitter Follow bros who think at bros who think. Be sure to check out the latest episode of hashtag anime talk. It's a jam packed episode. If you like anime, this episode's for you. We reviewed Fire Force, we reviewed Dr. Stone, we reviewed Vin. Inland, Demon Slayer. We talked about the new One Piece. We talked about My Hero Academia. Is it ending? What already? We talked about all of that crazy shit. Be sure to check that out, as well as Bros Who Binge this Friday and last week. If you just or if you're just getting around to seeing Spider-Man: Home, uh, Far From Home, go listen to last week's Bros Who Binge because me and Schubert review Spider-Man: Far From Home. Check that out. But thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who listen. We really, really appreciate it. If you've listened once or are you listening each and every week thank you we need you and look if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to show one of your friends or tell somebody about it because we need you your help to grow this network we are a family we are all bros and like we say a boy can be a bro. A girl can be a bro. We just don't want jabronis. And I, and with you guys in our community, we have no jabronis. So we need your help to grow it. Show all your friends and family if you like this podcast. But for Brooklyn, for Schubert, my name is Lyndon. Oh, no. And for Julian, my name is Lyndon. Be sure to have a good one and be safe. Peace. I don't belong to nobody. No, no. I don't belong to you, baby. No. Especially if you make If you want me, you gotta make it known. Make it, make it, make it Make it, uh, make it, make it, make it, make it uh. Don't worry about who I'm calling. If you want me, but you be stalling. Can you tell me what you're waiting for? Cause the clock is ding 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 ding, ding, ding. Stop playing, you don't wanna label. You still wanna be able. Do your thing on the weekend, and feel no waves by the evening.